from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to be here with you every single Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And John Newman today got to the studio at 9 o'clock, literally at 9. So we couldn't start right on right on time because... I, you know, you got to bring him into the studio, but he's, he's, I got to pay a receptionist. I'm just going to have to do that. I'm going to have to have someone greet you at the door, John. But John got here at nine o'clock. So before we go anywhere with today's show, John, I can't name them because they're not an official sponsor of the show, but we can say America runs on Runkin. So were they, they were on time today? Yeah. Yep. I get, I can't blame them. I, it was me that was running a little bit behind, so. But they so they were good. They had your order. I Did you do the the, the DD no, purchase? I didn't do it ahead. I went through the drive through, but there was there was no one ahead of me. I was the only one. Somehow, that's because God wanted you to be on time. Yeah. That's that's what it was. So so we are here inside of the studios. John's going to be with us in the second hour of the show. We'll be on video. Uh oh, you get to see us in the studio, folks. It happens every Friday. FML. You know when it comes to me, if anybody knows me, whether through the show or personally. Wake Up Call with Dan Satora is, is based on the premise of taking something negative and turning it into a positive. That's my company, Dan Tortora Broadcast Media, Superpowered Pop with DT&EB, Dan on Disney, Trivia Nights, uh, CNY Game Show Night, CNY Pop Festival. It's all the same. Anything I put my hands on, it's something that if, if there's negative in the world, I want to flip it. I want to make it positive to the best of my ability. You can't control other people. You can't control the situation in certain instances. But you can always put a positive spin on things. So FML, which usually means blank my life, is now Friday morning live. And that'll be starting up at 10 a.m. Eastern Time this morning. So you can watch us live in studio on Facebook.com backslash live now DT. That is Facebook.com backslash live now DT. You can listen to the entire show as you are right now on MixLR.com backslash wake up call DT. And with that being said, we start off the show like we always do on a Friday morning with the annoying moment of the week. AMAL is how we're going to start off this show. We've been doing it for so many years. I think we've been doing it for like nine. I think this is like nine years of me doing the annoying moment of the week, at least nine years. So shout out to Carvel DeWitt, who's been with me for the run of this thing. I love the annoying moment of the week. It's the longest standing segment on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora and what was the Dan Tortora show before. So I love this segment. It obviously allows me to go off about something but make it positive and have some fun. So we'll be doing that in just a moment. And then significant sound bites this week. We have a trio of voices you're going to hear from, which I'm ecstatic about. The first one is going to be Tony of the Canteen. She runs the Canteen, which is a great, great uh, opportunity for young men and women in Cicero, New York, and in that surrounding community to come together and have something to do to keep them out of trouble after school. And we had the opportunity with the CNY Pop Festival. I called Tony 
And I have to give credit to Jimmer Sikowski, the owner-operator of Chick-fil-A, Cicero, because Jimmer and I went to the canteen and we, we brought sandwiches. So we brought like 100 sandwiches to them and we shot a video. And then Jimmer and I went back to Chick-fil-A and shot a video talking about the experience and the kids and, and all of that. So he got me connected with the canteen. And then with the CNY Pop Festival, I wanted to help the canteen. So I called Tony and I said, you know, can we, uh, instead of the basketball and football alumni of Syracuse getting paid for their autographs, can we give 100% of all the money people pay to get their autographs at my festival, get it, give it back to you? And essentially, we were able to present the canteen with a check this week and to shoot a video, which I'll be putting up on uh, facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt, Twitter at calldt, Instagram at wakeupcall underscore dt, youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt, wakeupcalldt.com. It'll be on the homepage there as well. So we had an opportunity to go over there and to present them with a check and to hear from the kids. So you're going to hear from Tony this morning. Really, really excited about this, and I can't wait for the opportunity. And she brought up a bunch of ideas for the future that I thought was really cool, stuff that I didn't even know that they did. And again, if you're doing if you're doing the right things in your life, the universe will let you know. And conversely, the same if you're not. And a lot of things that I need and like help that would be definitely beneficial to my company just so happen to be the things that Tony was like, Oh, let us help you here. Let us help you there if you need it. And she didn't even know that I do. So uh, really great. That's, you know, you, you bond with, you bond with a company that ends up giving back to you sevenfold. When you were trying to give back to them, it ends up working that they give back to you too. And, and that's not what I set out for. I didn't set out for to get anything back. I set out to help somebody in the community. So it's funny how the world works and it's a beautiful thing. So she'll be on the show in just a little bit at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. And then that will be followed with significant sound bites from Bobby Petrino, the head coach of the Louisville Cardinals, who are coming into Syracuse tonight for Syracuse's final home game of the season for football. So you'll hear from Bobby Petrino in my Q&A with him from the ACC teleconference this week. you hear what Bobby had to say to me about the Louisville Cardinals and about Syracuse. And then you'll hear Dino Babers of the Syracuse Orange speak on his team and about Eric Dungy and so much more. So we're going to have some cool stuff going on in the first hour. And then in the second hour of the show, John Newman will be here with me live in studio. Jordan will join shortly after. And FML will be on Friday morning live, mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt and on facebook.com backslash livenowdt. It's the show where we could literally talk about anything. It's a show within the show. We call it the late night talk show in the morning. And for some reason, John, I think this is maybe going to be our funniest show. I feel like there's going to be laughter today. Yeah, yeah. I'll try my hardest. I've had some. I've had some foresight. John doesn't think I'm funny, so Jordan will laugh. Well, maybe we can, I'm like, kidding. Can you get like a, a laugh button? Uh, you yeah the laugh. Leave me like the sitcom thing, the laugh track. Yeah, then where it's like it's like, hey, did you open that door? Because the door's never open, and it's like, ha 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 ha. At least we know we're funny. We're guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed funny. Hey, but the thing is, the laugh track is so bad because the jokes aren't funny. It's so but, stupid. But the laugh track is. But the laugh track is funny. It's always the same. It's like you can hear a woman and like a few other people go. <laughs> That's all it is. I like when it's taped before a live studio audience. And I want to know like if that's true. 
Because the Connors is usually what Tim Allen does. His are. I don't think so. Sabrina, not Sabrina. Clarissa explains it all was. Yeah, I don't think you can say it is when it isn't. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So John and I and Jordan will be live with FML on video and audio in just a little bit here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora, but not before I get to have some fun with this little beauty. Tortora proudly brings you... Is that for real? Are you kidding me? The annoying moment of the week. I, I really, honestly, I don't know how to respond to this. Presented by Carvel DeWitt. 4322 East Genesee Street. It's what happy tastes like. Do you have to be that crazy? I guess so. <laughs> The annoying moment of the week, proudly presented by Carvel DeWitt. Carvel DeWitt is what happy tastes like. Guess what, folks? If you haven't been there to get the wake-up call Sunday, you need to go out there and get it. That's right. I have my own Sunday. How, si- how sick is that? How awesome is that? To be at Car... I, I have loved Carvel my entire life. I've been about Carvel and getting Carvel ice cream cake, and it's always been a part of like our celebrations and whatnot. And so to have my own Sunday at Carvel, and not only at Carvel, but at the longest standing Carvel franchise in America, which is located on 4322 East Genesee Street in DeWitt, New York, means the world to me. What makes it wake up call? What makes it different? Simple as this. It's caramel, caramel swirl and cookie dough pieces. And those are my those are my two signatures. So it's not a typical Sunday on the menu, but you can get it by asking for the wake up call Sunday. And so make sure that you definitely go out there and get the wake up call Sunday. Don't let the cold weather fool you. Wake up call Sundays in Carvel DeWitt year rounds at 4322 East Genesee Street in DeWitt, New York. So the annoying moment probably brought to you by Carvel DeWitt. I was sitting here with John. I'm like, what's my what's my annoying moment? Because there's some that kind of are always there, so to speak. And there's some other ones. So I'm going to get this one out of the way quick. And, and John can respect and appreciate this. I'm so done. And I'm not a Steelers fan. Like, I'm not a sit-at-home, you know, Steelers fan. and got all my Steelers stuff on or whatever. I, I know you are. I am so sick and tired. So sick and tired of this Le'Veon Bell thing. Yeah. The team keeps winning. The team keeps playing well. They just blasted the Carolina Panthers and ended Carolina's winning streak. And yet, what do we have to hear about? Well, you know, is Le'Veon Bell going to come back next week on November 13th? Uh, I, I say, and I can't stand this. It's like Le'Veon Bell leaves Miami. Le'Veon Bell seen playing basketball in Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell goes to local Panera and orders. Le'Veon Bell just went to the bathroom. Yeah, Le'Veon no, Bell. No, uh, <laughs> no indications on which one. On where, where he is or what he's doing. Le'Veon Bell uses restroom. Le'Veon Bell wakes up this morning and goes to a, you know, I mean, it's 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 the craziest. Do- oh, Le'Veon Bell watches Ma- Superman Man of Steel this morning. Does that mean his return to the Steelers is imminent? So I'm sick and tired about hearing Le'Veon Bell. Again, folks, Le'Veon Bell is, is the girl or the guy in a relationship that says you can't find better than me. They leave and then you find better and then they come running back like what 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 do you I mean I thought but it's not but it's just that's exactly what he did. He wanted the Steelers to desire him, to want him, to need him. And James Conner ended up to ended up being a better partner, a better mate, a better person in the lives of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's not 
going to give you that drama. He's a hardworking guy. This man fought cancer and beat it. So for me, Le'Veon Bell giving James Conner an open door was the dumbest thing that he could have done, but it's ego. I want money. I want longevity. Give it to me now. If you don't, I'm going to punish you. Well, he tried to punish the Steelers, and it ended up punishing him. So I'm sick and tired of hearing about Le'Veon Bell. I don't want to talk about it any more than this. So Le'Veon, if he comes back next week, great. If he doesn't, who cares? If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would put him. if he needed to be on my team just so I could get rid of him, I'd put him on my team. I wouldn't play him. Dan, you're crazy. He's such a good running back. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. He's not going to help my team win games. He's not going to do it. He's a disruption. Look at everything that he has done for the last 10 weeks, and my team is 6-2-1. and one. So I think we're okay. I don't think we need him. I don't want to deal with him in my locker room, and I don't want him to mess up what I have with James Conner, who's been carrying the ball pretty much every time. If not, it's going off to Jalen Samuels a few times. So I don't want to talk about people that don't show up. I don't want to talk about people that don't care and that aren't there and that don't make it, you know, if you don't care about the team, then why should the team care about you type of thing? So I'm over the situation with Le'Veon Bell. I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. So it's the annoying moment of the week because it's been the same story for almost half the year now. And I don't care if he comes back or if he doesn't, and I don't think the Steelers should either. My other annoying moment of the week got to think about this. My other annoying moment of the week. Uh-uh-uh. I can say that somebody was really nice because I do want to say something like personal, something that's like happened throughout the week. But my annoying moment of the week kind of flipped in the other way is that you would think like maybe somebody wouldn't move for you or maybe somebody wouldn't give you an opportunity or whatnot. Yesterday we had our live show at Chick-fil-A Cicero and we needed a plug. And I asked this lady and her son if they, I felt so bad, but I was like, could you like shift with us and move down a few tables to the other side so that we could get in there? And she did that and it was awesome. But it brings up the annoying moment of the week because we live in a society where you almost feel like if you ask somebody to do you a favor that doesn't know you, even if they do know you, that they would be like, no, but this lady proved me wrong. And this lady was awesome and she was really sweet and she moved over. So it's the opposite of the annoying moment of the week. But I do have one, okay? I've mentioned them before on the show. I feel like Newman is like waited in bated breath right now. He's staring at me in the studio. But Rectrum, which is obviously me saying a company without saying a company. Rectrum. Rectum is better. Yeah, Rectum. I always see when I say Rectrum, I think of Rectum and then I get uncomfortable. But Rectrum has on demand. And on demand is not on demand for cable. It's it's hashtag when we get to it. So I'm trying to watch The Walking Dead because I've been very busy and there's been a lot of stuff going on in my life and I've been all over the place. So I wanted to watch The Walking Dead. I wanted to catch up. And so I had to catch up on the last three shows. So I go to episode two and it's there, but it's not working. So... I'm trying to watch this show and it's like it's like jumbling and it's like in lines and you can hear what's going on in the show, but you can't see the episode. So then I fast forward and then I go back and then I do this and I do that and it doesn't work. So then I go to episode three. Episode three works. 
But in The Walking Dead, you can't miss anything. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to watch episode three. So I watched episode three, but I haven't seen episode two. Then I went to watch episode four, and episode four was jumbled in and pixely like episode two, and then episode five wasn't there. So the on-demand portion of Rectrum was three episodes. One wasn't there. The oh, I'm sorry, four episodes. One wasn't there, and the other two were messed up. So, I mean, I'm sitting in a situation where I really want to catch up and I need to catch up because I don't want to miss out on the show this weekend. And I couldn't get to what I wanted to get to because not only did... See, they either don't load the shows or in this case, they loaded it, but it was wrong. And I don't understand. I don't know if it's a company by company. if Because usually AMC gives The Walking Dead right to them. And CBS is really good about getting their shows up. But Fox is horrendous about like when they had New Girl, they used to they used to put it up like three weeks late. So by the time you finally saw the episode, you were three weeks behind. So I have never liked Rectrum on demand for the most part because of the fact that they say they they were better than Time Warner, but they're more expensive than Time Warner. All the things that didn't work with Time Warner don't work with Rectrum. So I don't really understand what the system was. You, you didn't read the fine print. It was scrambled on demand. <laughs> scrambled on demand. Figure it out. It was, it was almost like a game. Like, you know how they show you the picture and you have to figure out, like, what SU player is this? But you see, like, little snippets. It's like when they ask you how you like your eggs. and then like, the, yeah. Like you, you yeah, when you go, how do you like your eggs? And you go, and, and you say uh, over medium. And then they give you, like, the boogery egg. The, the the sunny side up, like the egg is barely cooked egg. They gave me a scrambled shell. Yeah, so they gave me a scrambled shell. Your joke was impeccable, Mr. Newman. I'm sitting here going, oh, like, because they never make eggs right. And you're like, no, because they're scrambled. So I get it. I get it now. I see you. I get your humor. But the reality of it all is it's an annoying moment of the week because I'm trying to catch up on The Walking Dead, and I can't. And so last night, I have to go to bed. Last night, it's midnight. I'm exhausted. I, I, I was with Newman. I was with John and Jordan watching the Steelers game. And I come home, and I'm like, I'm going to go to bed. I get changed. It's midnight. I'm like, you know what? Do I want to watch an episode of The Walking Dead? And I know I shouldn't. I know I should go to bed. So I go to turn it on, and here's the irony. When I'm wide awake in the middle of the day, and I had some time to watch it two days ago, it's scrambled. Last night at midnight, I turn on episode two, 100% pristine. But I didn't watch it. Because I'm exa- I was exhausted. So now I'm worried that today, either Rectrum would have taken it off demand. Because now they take them off. They don't leave them there all season. They like put them on for two weeks. So now I'm concerned that either the show is gone this morning or it's back to scrambled again. It's and that this is just a joke that, that Rectrum likes to play on me. Daytime, that's how you like your trails, oh my lord. John Newman. Your, your comedy is... <laughs> horrifying so no but in all so that is my annoying moment of the week when i want to watch my show and i pay and they say this you pay more for on demand than you pay for the cable you pay more to have the privilege of going to a library of thousands of shows and movies than you do to actually watch the cable so if i'm paying more for on demand then it better work because i have on demand Wake Up Calls Archive is on demand. We're on TuneIn Radio, Player FM. We're on so many different things. TuneIn, Player FM, uh, iTunes, 
Apple, Google Play, the RSS feed, the Podbean podcast, wakeupcalldt.com, wakeupcalldt.podbean.com, YouTube, we're all over. And my archive on demand works. And in the times where there's been an issue with the company and, and they're dealing with something on their site and it's not going through, I am on it all day long. And if it goes past a certain point, I'm on the phone with them. I'm emailing them. I'm writing to them to say, listen, I don't pay you to not have this available. And how many clicks did I just miss? How many how many listeners do I not have now? Because for the last three hours, this has been down. So thankfully, I don't have that issue many times. But I don't know how you can run a company and not care enough about that. And that it doesn't matter to you. So it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. And I really would love for them to figure it out and make it a little better and make it so when I'm paying for it, you know, because the thing is, you know, it's it's not like it's a rich service. And see, this is the thing. I want to play a hot key today. And I made a promise that I would play a hot key today. So this is a hot key that I really, really love. So, but it's not like I'm living this high life thing. I just want my on demand to work. So it makes me, it makes me think of this. How would I know a bus boy? Aren't we posh? I mean, so, I mean, so <laughs> it's from Ocean's 8, Aren't We Posh? So, you know, I, I'm not crazy over here. I just want the stuff that I pay for to work. And I'm really, I'm really honestly considering not having cable anymore because I watch Netflix. I watch a lot of shows, you know, on their websites like CBS and whatnot. So if I, in CW, so if I can get away with being able to watch the shows that I watch without having 900 channels where I watch like seven of them and save myself some money, maybe I'm going to do that. And I, I can't understand how cable companies in today's world don't understand the fact that people really don't want to deal with paying as high as they're paying and all the issues that come with it and whatnot. There are ways around cable. So if I was a cable company right now, I would be cheap. I, I would be extremely affordable. I would be extremely open and honest and forthright and make sure all of my stuff works. Because if I'm a cable company today, I love I've had cable my whole life. I love cable. If you make me not want to have it anymore, I can only imagine what you're doing to the fringe person who doesn't even like cable and doesn't even want to pay for it but doesn't want to figure out how to make everything else work and put all their shows together and get a Roku and whatnot. But I'm at a point right now where I might want to a la carte this thing and just be done with cable. So make my on-demand work. Do what you're supposed to do. I run a company that has an archive of over a 1,000 shows. You run a company that has an archive of over a 1,000 shows. Mine works. What about you? And I don't charge anybody to use my service, just so people know. We'll take a step aside here for a fast break on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora here on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. When I come back, we will have Tony from the canteen in just a moment. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, 
positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily. You know, we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's, it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is, is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life. That's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing. With Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your event, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing. Proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. It's always an honor and a privilege to be on the broadcast with the wonderful voices in the sports world and beyond that. You know when it comes to Wake Up Call that the tagline of this show and this company has always been where sports meets life. And what I mean by that is uh, taking the world of sports, using sports as a vehicle essentially to spread faith, positivity, comedy, community, openness, understanding, empathy, to bring people together. And so Jim Rusakowski of Chick-fil-A Cicero, he got me connected with the canteen when he brought me over there. And like I said just a few minutes ago on the show, when we donated sandwiches from Chick-fil-A and I got to shoot uh, a video with him and we got to be around the kids and we got to and I got to meet Tony and when I was there I trust my vibes and my vibe was like talk to Tony you know take her aside ask her about this let her know that you know you appreciate this and you're interested in in what they're doing and after that when I started the CNY Pop Festival I sat there and said who do I want to donate to we're going to give 100% of all the Syracuse signatures to somebody and we're not going to take a single penny from it. Who are we going to give it to? And without question, I called the canteen. 
and that's what I wanted to do, and that's who I wanted to work with. And Tony was all all up for it. She came to the CNY Pop Festival in the morning. She was the first one on the stage, and we got to speak on it. And then we were able to go there this week and to give them, present them with a check from the CNY Pop Festival and to give back to something that I think is truly special and wonderful and to an individual who I know is working very hard in the community. So with that being said, for the first time ever in significant sound bites, we have Tony from the canteen. Tony, how are you doing today? Um, great. Good morning. Good morning. So, Tony, how did you get involved? Bring me, uh, for the people that don't know, how would you describe the canteen and just what it does for the community, what it does for the youth in our community? So the canteen is a drop-in teen center that sits next door to Cicero North Syracuse High School, which happens to be one of the biggest high schools in Onondaga County. And it, its purpose and its goal has been to provide services, supports, and opportunities for kids after school every day at a time when a majority uh, go home to empty households because parents have other responsibilities and things that they have to take care of during those after school hours. So especially the teen population that tend to uh, be at risk of making some really um, difficult decisions regarding their own health and choices, uh, we provide a place where kids can come and build relationships and experience things outside of their their level that they normally wouldn't get a chance to do. And how important, you know, when it comes to that, like you said, instead of going home to an empty house and, you know, and maybe having the peer pressure of doing something or, or not being able to, you know, really connect with somebody. So, you know, seeking how, how when it comes to the canteen, just what you could say about, you know, keeping the focus of the youth on something positive, on community, on being around people, instead of being, uh, you know, so, so to speak, left to your own devices and, you know, home alone and, and not having that interaction. It, especially today with social media, they are so connected to their phones that social interaction, peer-to-peer, person-to-person, adult-to-young person is kind of rare because they really kind of cyclone themselves. And so, you know, having these personal interactions with their peers, with, with us as adults, having conversations and having fun and um, experiencing things is just so needed today. It's just so needed. They rely so much on social media that the real world is scary to them and communicating with the real world is even scarier. So how have you seen... You know, maybe some of these stories, and, and you can obviously leave names out and whatnot, yep. but, but but do you have, you know, some stories of somebody that maybe came in, was maybe socially awkward or, or, you know, always on their phone and whatnot that has transitioned to being more open and honest and forming bonds? You know, do you have some of those those stories of someone that came in one way but has, has now since, you know, become more of a community person, more open, more more about, you know, working with other people, being able to look someone eye, eye to eye, which I think is very difficult for the youth of, of today's world. Do you have some of those stories? Absolutely. That happens every day. Last night was our Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, it's our annual Thanksgiving dinner, and we invite the seniors from the Cicero Senior Center to enjoy uh, the meal with us, and we get to go around and say what we're thankful for. And I can't tell you the number of times a young person said, and I'm not exaggerating, this saved my life 
I was just so lonely, had no friends. And now I have a place, I have friends, I have, um, I have people. And that means everything to a teenager, absolutely everything to a teenager. So we're their tribe, we're their home away from home. And so it really is, uh, you know, I could tell you story after story after story of kids um, who were lost. Um, because we're such a big school district, and because kids can get lost in the sauce, um, you know, it really is kind of, uh, I wish every community had a second home for kids so that they can feel connected and feel like they belong somewhere. When you, when you say that, you know, when you hear uh, a young adult say in, in, to you, you saved my life, I was lost. What, what, is that, what does that do for you to hear those words without you? Maybe I wouldn't be here and I definitely wouldn't be who I am, even if I was here. It is the most humbling, um, humbling and gratifying and, um, you know, all in the same breath you think at one moment it's so sad that they felt this way to begin with. And then in the next moment, you're so grateful that you were given the opportunity to meet this young person and to get to know them and to help them figure out who they are and what they believe and how they feel about life in general and what they're good at. I mean, everybody's good at something. It's just trying to figure out what that thing is. Um, and I'm, I'm beyond uh, what I've gotten from this experience over 20 years, far greater, far greater than words can express. Speaking here with Tony of the canteen, which you could find in Cicero, New York, Tony to, to, to do this, you know, to be able to connect with a CNY pop festival and, and to give something back to you. I, I've had this conversation recently where, you know, we, we raised some money and we brought it over uh, this week. And when I called you and I told you, I was like, I'm sorry, it's not more, you know, I wanted to get you as much as we possibly could. I want to do that. And your response was, are you kidding me? Do you understand what this is going to do and how far it's going to go and the food and whatnot? Uh, you, you seem, you're, you're, you're like the eternal optimist and you, <laughs> Have always, I mean, if, in the times that I've been around you, it's it's very inspiring, and and it just you know it, it helps you out. I mean, you made me feel like if we gave five dollars, you were going to make that 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 do five different things. Just what you can say about you know how you how you stay positive, how you stay optimistic, and and how every little bit counts when it comes to the canteen. So um, I happen to belong to Optimist International, <laughs> so, so I am an optimist. But uh, to be quite to be quite honest, um, you know, there's so many connections uh, between what you do and what I do. Um, in that, you know, uh, what we learned years ago is that um, we need a group to do some fundraising for us because there's no way just government dollars are going to keep us afloat. So this 501c3 was formed, and um, what we found is these little fundraisers really burn us out, and every penny truly does make a huge difference. So um, it was introduced, the idea of the Gus Macker basketball tournament was introduced to us as a fundraising opportunity, and those that play basketball um, have heard of Gus Macker. I, being less than five foot in stature, have no idea what Gus Macker is. And so when we decided to do this as a fundraiser for the community, um, 
little did I know it was going to raise what it was going to raise. So, you know, tying sports in with giving back to the community is what we've done for the last going on 10 years this summer. So it was really kind of ironic that the pop festival would happen on the same weekend as our big basketball tournament. But I was grateful and will continue to be grateful for every opportunity to step out and um, accept donations that are given, um, be there and be the voice for the kids that can't. And um, in so many ways, you know, to be a human being in the world we are today, you have to be humble and you have to be grateful and you have to look around you and say there could be me. So we, we really do appreciate all that is given to us. And it just so happens that sports for us um, has raised the cash to keep us open every year. Speaking here with Tony of the Canteen uh, for a few more minutes here. And, and you know, uh, the art of leadership is a big thing on this show. And, and as I said, where sports meets life. Uh, Tony, for you, what has it done for your life personally? You're helping the kids. Like you're, you're part of Optimus International, like you said. There's things that, that, that you have done to connect yourself with these, with these kids, with the community. What have they done for you as you work every day to try to help them? How have they helped you? So I have two sons of my own that are now grown adults living out in the world. My older son lives in Virginia, and he's a newspaper editor. And my younger son um, is a uh, is an Army veteran uh, who now is a Syracuse University peace officer. And my husband and I have been together for 36 years, and I would not be who I am today in every aspect of who I am today. If it weren't for the 20 years of interacting with this community and these kids and my family supporting and being there while I've been late for dinners or missed family functions or um, done what you have to do. Um, You have to be able to, to be able to give to get. And so for me, um, it's just been a natural family function in our lives that the canteen is the home away from home to the point where some past participants are now full-fledged members of my family, go on family vacations with us, you know, do all the things because you really do have to open your heart completely, not just partially, but completely to these kids for you to be genuine and really believe and walk the walk. So you're going to make me cry over here. That's not okay <laughs> on, on live radio. But, but no, it is okay. I mean, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. But, but the reality of it all is you have done so much and you have cared so deeply. How, how have you found the way, especially in today's world, to open your heart so big? Um, you know, you, you have to have uh, faith and belief in what you do, whether or not you're a part of the faith-based community, you have to have faith and belief in what you do. And you have to believe that there's potential in every single person you make contact with, no matter the circumstance, no matter the time of day, no matter what else is going on in your life, you got to be in the moment and remind yourself on a daily basis, what it means to be a human being. And so, you know, it's not hard it's not hard. If you really believe what you're doing is genuine, then it's not hard at all. That coming from Tony of the Canteen 
and uh, their connection to the CNY Pop Festival was awesome, and and everything is great, and we hope for a continued bond and a continued connection. Tony, final words to the kids out there that haven't been to the canteen. Why should they come? What can you do? You know, to kind of shine shine your your beacon uh, uh, you know this morning just what you can tell me about tell me about that and tell tell the kids out there and, and the parents and the grandparents and whatnot that are listening to the show why coming to the canteen could be a good idea for someone who hasn't been there yet coming to the canteen would be a great idea for for any young person but most especially someone who is looking for um, a, a place to have those opportunities. We do a lot of traveling. We have a lot of fun. We eat a lot. Um, we are uh, we are known for our food options. But I'd also like to say to all the adults out there that there's kids in your lives that need that extra adult aside from their parents. They need that person that can be their go-to person, their soft space to land. And anybody can be that. You don't need a place like the canteen in order to be that for a kid. So although I am grateful and I, you know, would love every kid within the hearing distance to come to the canteen, I also know that there's a bazillion adults out there that can do just what we are doing every day just on their own. And to have that connection and have that for the youth, a message in closing to, you know, to we live in a social media world and, and the crazy thing about the world we live in. And I said this, if not for my company, you would never see me on social media. But on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that stuff, YouTube and whatnot, I do it because I'm trying to spread a positive message. Social media, by definition, in my opinion, was always meant to bring people together to make the world smaller in a good way, not a bad one. But it's not always used that way. What would be your advice to people that are using social media? And then secondly, just just how, how important it is to lift your head up from your phone every once in a while. So social media, especially in a teen's life, it can be very connecting. You know, they're they're addicted to it, but it also portrays a very, very, very small slice of what the average person's life is all really about. So they might portray this beautiful, wonderful, perfect existence when behind the scenes, you have no idea what any single person is going through that is definitely not posted on social media. So, you know, my advice to anybody is to kind of take that stuff with a huge grain of salt and realize that, you know, people are putting their best foot forward out there in social media. It's not the real world. And the second point to all of that is that, you know, having personal interaction, giving somebody a hug, just smiling, all of those things, you're missing out on so many things. I can't tell you how many times we've had this conversation as we're visiting the ocean for the first time with kids and they've got their phone in their hand and they're looking down and I'm like, look up, look at what's happening around you. (laughs) Uh, You miss so much if you don't really look up. So, you know, that would be my advice is to anybody, including adults. If you go to a restaurant, you'll see a bazillion adults with their faces down while their kids are sitting at the table. So, you know, please realize that there is a world happening around you and, you know, you're missing out on so many magnificent things if you don't. And that magnificent world that is around us definitely has been made very much better in this community because of the canteen. So, Tony, thank you so much for for having me and uh, thank you for what you're doing. And you know and I know that uh, that that there will be many more instances that we'll have the opportunity to work together. And and I, I can't thank you enough for it. And I really, truly am excited about what the future can be with what I do and what you do. And, and I appreciate it very much. 
Oh, I can't even thank you enough uh, just for the conversation. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate it more than I can say. I wish you all a great long weekend. Uh, you know, please thank a vet when you see them and, you know, hug a kid. Teenagers need that hug whether they they absolutely show they do or not. And, Dan, yes, you and I will have many, many more interactions as time goes on, and I appreciate this more than I can say. Well, thank you, Tony, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Have a good weekend, okay? Take care. You too. Thanks. That coming from Tony of the Canteen. Girl's trying to make me cry over here. Can't, I can't deal with it, you know? I just See, when I want to cry, I just look at Newman because he always has, like, he always makes, like, a weird face. Newman's the person that, like, can get you to, like, if you're really, really sad, you just look over at Newman and he's just like, he's like, what's going on, man? And then you just kind of, you let it go. I like the hat. Where did you get the hat? Was it, is this Target? No. Where'd you Target, get? Come on. <laughs> no, really though. Target has I some nice to ones. Like you too, no, no, but I'm saying. Target has some nice ones. I didn't say one. Where it's from. Where's it from? Target. No, I'm just. <laughs> That'd be uh, awesome. I, when I remember when I went to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two my uh, two buddies I went with, they had like a bunch of hats they had bought. I believe it's come from the Syracuse University bookstore. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't like the hat I brought, so they're like, "Here, you can wear this one." Well, poor that day, if you remember. So this thing was pretty soaked, and they're like, you can just have the hat. You did that on purpose. You're like, I'm going to wear this hat in the rain so, so they don't want it back. You know, we were working money things out, so they, that was just part of the deal. You get the hat, too. So. Well, and the thing is, with you being the owner and operator of Newman Sports Cards, you, all know, you know about about working that deal. The Art of a Deal, but written <laughs> by a guy I like. <laughs> the Art of the Deal, written by Newman. So, <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so we'll take a <laughs> Thank goodness. We'll take a step aside here for a fast break. Tony, tremendous. The canteen, tremendous. The way that I feel right now after that conversation, this is why This is why I do what I do. This is why, this is why you talk to people. This is why you get up from your phone. These are the moments where you realize that no matter what has been done to you, you can do good for somebody else. So let's take a step aside, and we'll come back. I don't have work. I love... I love that I speak for a living when I don't have words. Like, I love when I can say I don't have words knowing that I speak for a living because those are the most pertinent and beautiful and wonderful conversations and fluid and and live right here on the show. So thank you to Tony of the Canteen. Thank you to the kids. And I look forward to sharing that video with everybody. And my heart is... Uh, it's a little bit fuller today, a little bit stronger today. So thank you for that. Thank you to Tony. Beautiful, beautiful work. Hug your kids. Love your kids. Hug your parents, your grandparents. I tell people all the time, my grandfather's passed away when I was six. They both died in 1992. It's awful. And I think about them every day, pretty much every single day of my life in the last 27 years. So if you have a grandparent, hug them. If you have... A parent, hug them. A kid, hug them. Your your friends, your real friends, not your friends that only go out with you to party. Like the real friends, hug them. Tell them that you love them. When I went over to, to John and Jordan's house yesterday, you know, and, and and Sharon is obviously Jordan's mom, John's John's wife, and I give them all a hug. As soon as I saw John, I saw John, and I was and I because I feel that I I know when I'm around good people, and I feel that energy and I was like give me a hug and then with Jordan I, I gave him a hug and I was like give me another hug buddy my little bro but you know don't be afraid of human interaction don't be afraid to be vulnerable put yourself around good people 
and love that and appreciate that. Tony gives me that vibe of, oh my God, I got to, I got to be around this lady all the time. So I respect the heck out of her. She does a tremendous, tremendous job. And, and now that I know that there's a thing called Optimist and Optimists International, I feel like now I should be a part of it. So let's take a step aside for a fast break. We'll be back with Dino Babers and Bobby Petrino heading into the Louisville Syracuse matchup in just a moment. This is a wake up call fast break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DreisigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DreisigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DreisigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513, or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. spreading in historic Herald Square about Syracuse's favorite sports and entertainment venue, the Press Room Pub. 
club with lots of room next to 450 parking spots. Wash down their delicious nine ounce burger for $9.95 with a variety of New York State brewed beers. TVs abound all throughout the location, including their 90-inch monster. Watch your game, enjoy time with family, friends, as well as bringing the kids to the playroom. The SU alumni party for every away football game is making headlines, as well as Robert Drummond, Syracuse football alum, and Dan Satora's pregame show two hours before kickoff for every home game. Private parties available as well for as many as 300 people. Come circulate at the Press Room Pub, downtown Syracuse, and visit PressRoomPub.com right now for more information. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Perfect segue was what you just heard, the Press Room Pub. We are going to be there today for the pregame show at 5 p.m. Syracuse is playing Louisville at 7 p.m. The Louisville Cardinals will be at Syracuse at the Cary Dome at 7 p.m. for a kickoff two hours before every home game. We are at the Press Room Pub, we meaning Rob Drummond and myself, Syracuse Orange alum Rob Drummond, who is undefeated Rob Drummond, and John Newman's going to be there today. We didn't know if... Maybe. We maybe. We got out the contract details. I was going to say you, Newman, but... You, you you didn't commit 100%, and well, we work out I'm 100% or zero. I'm, I'm not 51. I'm by Le'Veon Bell's agent, so we still have to work out. Good, I'll see you in 13 weeks. <laughs> so I, I, I'm i not dealing with that crap. Ball was in then. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not dealing with any of that. So, so yeah, I love the fact because I was going to say John's going to be with us today, and I didn't say it because he hadn't 100% committed. And then he was giving me, like, he was giving me the look that a girl gives you when she's dating you, and she knows you're looking at another girl. And she's just like, where? Where? Is, I know you're looking at Stacy. I, I see who it I know no, she's there. Stacy's mom. Oh, Stacy's mom. She's, she's got it going on. Mama. She does. She does. It's like being in the food court at Destiny USA and your eyes wander. And it's because you're like, if it's John or I, our eyes are wandering because someone's wearing a hat that we really want. And then like the lady with you is like, who are you looking at? And she's probably a whore. No, it's, it's like, well, and then, and then what did John and I say? That's a really cool Syracuse hat. And then you get like, I'm sure it is. And then you show the Syracuse hat and they still are like, I don't believe you because now you're just looking for something. So John gave me that look. He gave, I have not gotten that look in such a long time. That like crazy girlfriend look. It kind of it kind of made me appreciate our friendship even more. <laughs> so John's like, say it, say it, tell everyone who you're with. Because if you don't, then I will. It's like it's, it was so it was so real. It was so real. I feel like Rob Drummond would like back up and be like, Dan, you know we're brothers and you know I love you, but let John have this moment because I feel like he needs this moment right now. So Rob and I are always doing the pregame two hours before Syracuse football home games. This time around, we may have John and Jordan Newman in the building, which I'm excited about. We're going to be there at 5 p.m. today, and based on what just happened in the studio, I would suggest that you come out to the show, even if you hate football, because you're going to laugh. And that's the beauty of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. You could hate sports and still love this show. 
You can know nothing about baseball and hear an analogy that makes you laugh, makes you think, makes you cry, and love the show. You can hear Tony from the canteen and know that you're never going to hear that on any other sports show probably ever in the history of mankind. So, we dare to be different in the best of ways. And I love the people that listen to the show. If you heard that I just maybe burped on, I'm sorry. That's the thing, you know, when you're on live radio, I never, like, I never sneak. I probably sneezed on live radio three times in, like, 15 years. And this year, I have legitimately sneezed on live radio, like, five times in the last two months. And it's not okay. There's two places I never want to have, like, a bodily whatever. You don't want to burp or sneeze on live radio. And you never, okay, the two places I never want to sneeze, live radio and when I'm driving. And I feel like God is always like, let's see how this goes. When you sneeze when you're driving, your eyes close. There is a moment in time where you have no idea what's going on and you can't see. So if I'm pulling up to a stoplight and there's a car in front of me and I sneeze, I have to hope I'm not going to hit the car or if it's a snowstorm. So, do you have any other places in, that you wouldn't want to sneeze? Mine is radio because I can't stop it, and then in the car because I feel like I'm gonna die. So, uh, in a room full of anthrax, that would be probably <laughs> bad too. Or cocaine. Yeah. No, well, I mean I don't do that stuff, thankfully. But uh, but you do anthrax. Oh, uh, but if you were in a room full of anthrax, you wouldn't want to sneeze. That's very true. That's very true. Did Did I tell you that when I was a uh, When I was 16, this girl that went behind my back and dated my best friend, she tried to make amends with me on my 16th birthday, and she came over to my house, and she brought, it was right when Anthrax came out, like literally like three weeks after Anthrax, maybe. She, no, no, so, no Anthrax. So she brought me brownies that had white powder on it, and I hadn't seen her in like two years. So I legitimately thought she was trying to say happy birthday by killing me with anthrax. So here's my mom, and this is why I love my mom. I'm like, Mom, I'm not eating these out of two reasons. One, it's anthrax. Two, I'm not going to like eat something that somebody got me that's just like a horrible person. My, so my mom is silent in the kitchen, and I go in the kitchen. I'm like, Mom, what are you doing? She's like, this is really good. She had eaten two of them. So I was like, Mom, what if you die? She goes, I'm not like, I'm not going to die. So it's just like, so my mom ate the anthrax brownies allegedly, and she's okay. Yeah, she's your food tester. Yeah, my mom's, my mom is like, she's, she's like the buffer for me. I'm like, my, and my, and the thing is, my mom would do that. If I'm like, Mom, I think that this food is poison, she'd like take a bite of it and be like, no, you're good. She also told my dad, that she was going to put antifreeze in his food in little doses for years to slowly kill him and then watch him die. And if you know my mom, it's very comedic, but maybe true. And I said, I said to both of my parents, I'm like, you're jokingly like, I'm going to get you to like, like back and forth. Cause they had been together for like 38 years. And so they're, they're like back and forth with each other. I said, neither one of you can plead insanity if something happens to the other one, because I'm the key witness for both of you. So I just wonder, did, has Sharon ever told you that she was going to put eye drops or, or little pieces of an I'm gonna put eye drops in your eyes and no, you'll see better. No, if you put allegedly, if you put eye, if you put eye drops in like someone's drink, it makes you have crazy diarrhea, 
or to everybody that's eating this morning while listening to the show. So it either gives you crazy diarrhea, or if you put antifreeze in small doses, you'll never taste it. Well, yeah, that I know. It's so scary. I, I don't, I don't, number one, I don't think she'd tell me. Number two, I don't really want to know. So if you just like. So let's make this a surprise. I, I'm like, I'm a surprise guy. It was really funny yesterday at your house. I said something to Sharon. I was like, I was like, oh, so do you and John talk a lot? She's like, we never talk. They're like sitting one seat away from each other. And I said something like, what did I say? I was like, I was like, oh, so like, I said something like, do you guys ever talk about, oh, I said, do you talk about your job with one another? She goes, she's like him. She's like, we haven't talked in like 20 years. I was like, oh my God. I save it, I save it up for today. Yeah, that's what you said. You're like, I save it all for Friday. I'm like a singer, you know. They don't like talk between shows to save their voice. Yeah. I, except I don't sing. I just save my voice. So, tell me. Okay, this is something that I I did on uh, at Chick Fil A. I said, tell me something good about. So, tell me something good about Sharon. I like her. <laughs> my God. Oh, I know something. She's got me. Oh my lord. That's Such a good. horrible answer. <laughs> tell me something good about Sharon. I like her. Like, tell me something. <laughs> she she's got me. Yeah, she's got me. Like, no, no tell me something good. She's a great mom, you know, and wife, and she does a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm very lucky. We have a, a deal. All joking aside, I'm, I'm going to get serious here. It's weird. This uh, is the first time he's going to do ever, this in half a year. Ever. Yeah. So you might want to save this recording. Um we have a relationship, you know, we joke around about not talking and, and, you know, and that sort of stuff, but we do have a relationship where, um, we do talk, but, uh, you know, she's allowed to kind of do what she wants and vice versa, as long as it doesn't interrupt, uh, plans, you know, and, and that to me is one of the things that make relationships worse, uh, work, not work, uh, not worse work, you know, because I have some friends that, that are married or were married, I should say, that it used to, you know, you ask them, hey, you want to do this? And it's always like they, they have to constantly ask. And I understand that, you you know, it's respectful. I, I get that kind of thing. But it, it's when it's a little bit one-sided, yeah. you know, I, people probably know what I'm saying. And and we've always have that, hey, listen, if, if we don't have anything going on and you want to do that and doesn't screw our, our plans up, then, then that's that's good, you know. Well, and, it, and the thing is, like, well, you know that, like, I see John and I can agree on that because, like, I've lived in that world. I'm not the person that's going to ask someone else for, like, I will ask God's permission. And growing up as a kid, I would ask my parents' permission or my grandparents, but I will not ask permission like if i'm with someone i'm i will not ask them permission to live my life and like you said like my dreams are paramount and the whole time you're talking about like sharon and you and that bond you have which is really special and and i definitely appreciate you sharing that it's wonderful i could never stand in somebody's way of what they wanted in life as long as they weren't hurting anybody I could never stand in somebody's way. So I find it very weird because I have friends like that where it's like, oh, yeah, dude, I definitely want to hang out today. But let me ask my let me ask the boss. Let me ask my wife or I want to do this with you on Wednesday and this with you on Saturday. So let me see if I can pull off one of them by telling her that I could do this, but then moving this over, but then saying that this would happen, but then giving some money to that. It's like or letting her shop. And I'm like, this is not a hostage situation. Like it's it, and and I've lived in the world, unfortunately, 
where the more you do that you love, the more like disdain and anger you get. And I'm like, how could you do that to somebody who is just like, if you're helping the world, why? Like if I wanted to go out and drink every night and be a jerk, I can understand somebody going, yeah, please don't do that. But when you're like, hey, can I, can I live my dreams and do what I love? I find it so vile to say, can I live my dreams? Because the answer is, is that question can only be asked to yourself and you're the only one that can answer it. If you're asking someone else's permission to live your dreams, you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, you you hit it on the head. You know, I've, I've known guys too like that where it's, they ask them to do something. It's almost like they have to work some sort of behind the scene. It's like a trade. Yeah. With three teams involved, you know, and everything's got to. Like, oh fall. no, that's that's not going to hit. The, that's going to hit the cap. And everything's got to fall exactly right for this one event for them to attend. And I, I just knew like if if a, a marriage was like that, you know, I understand you got to compromise. I'm not saying you know life doesn't change when you get married, but if it's if it becomes that difficult to to do something you enjoy or want to be at, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, what's that about? I, you know, to me, it's too. I have friends, you know, male friends that are. Ma- it's like so emasculating. You know, what I mean, yeah. I, I said, I, I know, I joked with one of them once that, uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, put your wife on. I'll ask her. We'll cut out the middleman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's that way. I that way, the question only has to be asked once because yeah. I'm going to ask you, and then you're going to ask. To, so let's just go. Let me ask her. Yeah, and one of the one of the most horrifying situations I've ever been in is when somebody said to me, "I kind of feel like you and I should make our relationship similar to your buddy who his wife like tells him what he can and cannot like he asks her permission." And I'm like, "No, because that, you know, it's like and again, like you said, you got to talk about it and you have to compromise and if you have kids and this and that, but the reality of it all is if someone is not allowed to be themselves and live their lives, I can promise you 150% that no matter how long it takes for it to not work, it's not going to work because you can't stop somebody from being who they are. And, you know, I've just never been that way. Like if somebody like everything that I do and, you know, being a part of the entertainment world and the red carpet treatment, so to speak, that we get from a lot of amazing places you know, I love that, but I also would love to be with somebody who I can be on the red carpet as like her eye candy, so to speak, like joking around, but not joking, but like, but you know what I mean by it? Like, like she can be the queen of the night and I can just relax where, you know, I don't need that. My ego doesn't need that. I don't have an ego and I love what I do so much, but I don't do it for the accolades. I want to be out there so that people can see it and feel it and know it because we're doing good things. But the reality of it all is I want to be with somebody who's like a boss, you know what, like somebody that goes out there, a boss B, who who does her thing. And you can be at her event on her night celebrating her. And if, if you're with the right person, I think John can attest to this. I think anybody can. If you're with the right person, her success is your success. Your success is her success because it's our success. Nope. I agree. You know, you want to, uh, you don't want to feel like you're, you're stuck, you know, or everything, everything I want to do is so difficult, you know, um, which it isn't, you know, like I told you our deal is pretty much as long as it doesn't ruin any plans we have that are existing, 
you know, and that, you know, when you have a kid, and I have one who's now pretty much an adult, but when even when Jordan was young, you know, that changes the equation because now you have more plans and more appointments and, and whatnot. But our rule has always been as long as it doesn't disrupt anything we already have on the schedule, then that's fine, you know. Yeah, that coming from John Newman and us having a very philosophical and interesting conversation this morning. Speaking of conversations, we got to get to our video. We got to be live live video in just a second. But before we go there, I'm going to have you guys listen in to Bobby Petrino and Dino Babers. I had an opportunity to do a Q&A with both of them on the ACC teleconference ahead of the game that's coming up tonight. So once again, come out to the Press Room Pub, 220 Herald Place in Syracuse, New York. Right before the game, the game's at 7, we're there at 5, Rob Drummond and I, maybe John, maybe Jordan, we're all going to be there, so Rob and I, no matter what, are going to be pre-gaming with you, John and Jordan, we hope to have out there, Louisville at Louisville at Syracuse, come out and see us, before that happens, listen in to what Bobby Petrino had to say to me about his Cardinals and about the Qs ahead of the game. Good morning, Coach, how are you? Hey, Dan, how you doing? Doing well. To kind of just you know this this six game losing streak, just what you have seen from this team is there uh, some silver lining, some positives, some some pieces that you can build upon maybe in practice or what you've seen in film going through obviously a moment of adversity that's that's got to be tough for the guys. Yeah, losing's hard on on everybody, you know, on our players, on our staff, on our families. Um, but our guys have been able to come to practice and, and continue to, to practice hard. I think the the one thing that we see is that we are playing a bunch of young guys and the production that we're getting out of the young players uh, and the improvement that they've shown, um, we're just trying to build on that and, and trying to work harder at, at not uh, making errors and not hurting ourselves. It's it's hard enough to, to beat the team we're playing, but when you hurt yourself, it, it uh, makes it really hard. So... Um, but we do have a bunch of young guys that have been playing well, and you know it's good to see Hassan Hall and what he's been able to do, and Tutu Atwell, and you know even Chandler Jones over on the defensive side plays every snap on defense. So uh, we just have to keep working hard. And then uh, on the other side of it, just what you could say about you know Dino Babers, what he has done with the Syracuse program. I mean, obviously you've gone up against Syracuse a bunch inside of the ACC, and and when Dino steps into this season, season number three, things have started to click. Just what you can say coach to coach you've seen from him. Yeah, I mean, he's done a great job of coaching them. You see a lot of the same guys that, that we've played against, um, but they're playing faster and harder and executing and, you know, doing the things that uh, he wants them to do. So uh, the tempo offense that they run is a, a real challenge because you have to get lined up quickly, and um, they do a good job of executing it. And, you know, to have the, the quarterback in the system for three years, I think, has really helped them. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate your time today. Thanks, Dan. That coming once again from Bobby Petrino of the Louisville Cardinal, Cardinals, head coach of the team. I thought that, you know, Bobby and, and the Cardinals would struggle this year to a 5-7 and seven or 6-6 six and six season. It has been a lot worse than that. They just lost 77-16 to 16 to Clemson, who's taken it out on everybody. I talked about that a little bit, and we're going to get back into that. Uh, Jordan and John and I will discuss that, the whole, the whole Clemson after almost losing a Syracuse at home, how they have legitimately just annihilated everybody. They've embarrassed everyone that they've played since then, winning by 40, 60, and so on and so forth. 
Dino Babers is on the other side of this matchup with the Louisville Cardinals. It is the final home game of the regular season for Syracuse, and hopefully not the final time that Syracuse fans see Dino Babers on the sideline for Syracuse. This is what he had to say when him and I got to speak. To, uh, to look at uh, what Eric Dungy uh, had to say, and I know you echoed those sentiments of packing the dome, uh, not just for Eric, but you know for a lot of these guys that have been through the trenches and the, and the hard times at Syracuse to get to where they are today. Just what you can say about the importance of the fans showing up and being there for guys like Eric and for this team as a whole, as for some of these guys, it's going to be their final home game in Syracuse. Well, I really do hope the fans understand how emotional a game is. When you're a senior, if you've ever been a senior and you're playing your your last game at your home site and, uh, you know, you've bled for the team, You've if you're a really good football player, you've probably broken some bones or torn a ligament for that team. And, and it, it's just one of those things that uh, you're going to always remember. So if they can put that in their hearts and put that in their minds and come out to just say goodbye to this senior class, that's really put us back on the on the right road and has given us an opportunity to change this program. I, I mean, my heart would go out to them because I think they, uh, not only would I appreciate it, but I think that those young men deserve it. And then uh, to speak a little bit deeper on Eric Dungy, just from the moment that you walked into Syracuse and met him, got around him, kind of saw what he could do to where it is right now, just how he's grown in front of your eyes and just as his head coach, what you've taken away from him on and off the field in your program? Well, first of all, one of the reasons I came to Syracuse was Eric Dungy. I mean, you don't, when you're looking, when you are when you have a lot of job offers and you, and if you're an offensive guy, you're going to always look at who the, see if they have a returning quarterback. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of things we could have done or I could have done, but one thing that really intrigued me was watching uh, Eric Dungy as a freshman and seeing the things that he was doing and and wanting to have an opportunity to coach him. Now, that doesn't mean it was going to turn out right. It didn't mean that everything was going to go okay. But thank goodness it did, and uh, he's having the type of senior year that we can all be proud of. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it, and good luck this week. Thank you. That coming once again from Dino Babers of the Syracuse Orange. Ahead of the matchup, the Louisville Cardinals and the Syracuse Orange will go up against one another. Normally when Syracuse is in the Dome against Louisville, they're trying to play spoiler to Lamar Jackson or Teddy Bridgewater. This time around, Louisville's trying to be the spoiler. They are 0-6 in the ACC, 2-7 overall. Syracuse is 4-2 in the ACC, 7-2 overall. And they have an opportunity to stay in the top three, if not the top two, in the Atlantic Coast Conference. And even though I don't expect this to happen, it is still a possibility that Syracuse could win the Atlantic Division. I'm just putting it out there, mathematically. Not saying it's going to happen because Clemson's at the top. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And how about this on the other side of it? Pittsburgh is leading the Coastal Division. So how crazy would it be, just to say it, because mathematically it is possible, how crazy would it be if the ACC Championship was Syracuse versus Pittsburgh? The Big East would take over the ACC in the craziest of ways because it would be in football even. So pretty nuts, pretty interesting. Still could happen, not that it would, but just making the statement. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. When we come back, we'll be here on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, but we're also going to be live on Facebook. So if you have Facebook, get on Facebook right now, facebook.com backslash livenowdt. Be ready. Our live video will be airing in moments. 
This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature sport court where you can enjoy basketball, volleyball, pickleball, soccer, lacrosse, and more year-round in their indoor facility. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Gear up with the real deal at Dreising Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens... They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCall. DT, proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Our live video is coming to you in moments here. Moments, moments, moments on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And, you know, I find that it's really difficult to wear a hat and have headphones on. And I don't don't know how it's going to... Oh, that looks good. As long as it looks good, as long as we look the part, Newman. That's that's all that matters I'm in the grand scheme. Out today. In the grand scheme of things, I was gonna I was gonna put some orange on today. I will for the for the live show. Well, you do set changes. See, I'm a one. Yeah, like no. I'm not Madonna. Like I just come out with one suit and that's it. No, I do I do a lot of of set changes. So, I there's been days where I've legitimately worn like three or four shirts in a day. Cause I, I just like to. I like. I like. I maybe two or three if if like I spilled some stuff on it. Is that every day? Yeah, <laughs> every other day. No man. The same days I use deodorant. So nice. That's a three, two, one, and look at us. We are on live video here on Facebook.com backslash Live Now DT. This is John Newman, myself, Dan Tortora. We're inside of the Wake Up Call 
Studios, and uh, we're having a great time here this morning. We got Lily, my monster, my sidekick. She's hanging out. Can't see her, but usually she makes an appearance at some point. Happy to be here with you on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT and on Facebook.com, Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. Easy way to remember it. It's Live Now, Dan Tatora, so Live Now DT. So make sure that you check it out. We're proud to be here with you, and we hope you're having yourselves a great morning. The great thing about FML, Friday Morning Live, the show within a show, is that we can literally, legitimately, and always do talk about anything. Yep. So there's there's nothing that we can't, I mean, it is a family show. What's nice, too, is like if I don't know anything, I just make stuff up. Yeah, you tend to do that. Which allows us to talk about anything. Yeah, Newman tends to, tends to make stuff up a lot. Don't you, Newman? Only if it makes sense. <laughs> Only if it makes sense. And it gets ratings. Yeah, there you go. So you just care about ratings. That's it. Okay. So I'm I, simple. I decided to go. You know what I just realized, and I'm really sorry to Syracuse fans. I'm wearing red right now, and Louisville's red, so you're wearing orange. So <laughs> no. I'm technically, we look like Syracuse, Louisville, but I didn't do that on purpose. I'm wearing, my, my see, my red shirt looks red-orange, but my hat is the flash, and that's, you know, leather and it's red. So I didn't mean to do this. I just really wanted to wear my flash hat, so. What's up, Bobby? I'm sorry. Yeah, don't I look, because I'm wearing the headset, too. Yeah. I look like I'm Bobby Petrino for Halloween. Yeah. I don't have the neck brace, though. I'm sorry I said that. Motorcycle. I'm sorry I said that. Am I sorry I said that? I'm not. I'm not sorry, sorry I said that. that. I like Bobby. Uh, you like him on, you, you know. On a personal yeah, level. On a personal professional a because I get to talk to him a lot. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but this is. And tonight I especially don't. Yeah. So I'm not, I mean, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Louisville right now. I want to make that known. Well, so if, maybe if he loses like the last couple games. Yeah. He'll leave a note for the AD that he's leaving town, like you did in the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, nice. You just know to leave about a note. that, right? You just left a note. Just left a note. Said, I'm out. I can't do this <laughs> That's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of like when like some, that, you hear that, like like somebody in a marriage, they just like leave a note. You wake up in the morning and it's like, hey, honey, hope you're having a great day. I got you a coffee. By the way, I can't do this anymore. I'm never coming back. Yeah. How, I mean, how do you, I could never write a note. It, it's like, if I write notes, they're like happy and positive. I could never sit down and write like a negative note because I feel like it's the opposite of what a note is. Yeah. Like to sit down and be like, hey, John, really love you working on the show. Probably never going to have you back. Like you can't, you can't that write. that true? And it was really easy for me to say. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never do that to me. No, <laughs> I love Newman. Uh, I might not, you know, I told you about Friday, so we'll see. Yeah, no, I love I love Newman too much. I got to keep you on the show. So, so Nooms, how is how is life going right now? How how's everything? I mean, you and I hung out yesterday, but yeah, how- I gotta say, man, uh, you know, football wise, like between the Steelers and and the Orange, I mean, the last three weeks have been perfect. Every team I've literally rooted for yeah. in the last three weeks has won. Yeah. For three straight weeks. That's that's pretty good. So are you buying Mega Millions? Are you are you getting scratch-offs? Are you going to Turning Stone? Because my grandmother no. told me when you're... Because I'm a numbers guy. And when my numbers kept showing up, my mom and my grandma would say, well, start to play your numbers. Yeah. No, I'm going to start a, a uh, 800 line where I charge people for the picks. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, you call Johnny, Johnny the Greek. <laughs> Let me tell you my hot play for today. I'll never forget on Boy Meets World where Eric picks up the phone. He goes, he's like, I'm a, he's like, I'm a bet a dime on the Amish. And then, and then Matthew Lawrence goes, do you know what a dime is? He's like, yes, yeah, fifty. He's like fourteen dollars and fifty seven cents, and it's like a thousand dollars. I don't know anything. On the Amish. On the yeah, it was a team that was playing the other. There was a football team called the Amish instead of the Irish, I guess, wow. on the show. They couldn't use the Irish. They didn't want to pay. I don't them. know. I don't know. I would like for somebody to be the Italians, but then I would automatically. How be their about there's a new college that that formed and they could be the the fighting Amish. The fighting Amish. Yeah. Or the Amish dune buggies. Yeah, I like that one. No? No. Dune buggies. Yeah, I made that up. That's like a beach thing. I know. It horse sounded and, good. Horse and buggies. Horse and buggies? Yeah. I got asked a question How yesterday. About the Amish butter churners? Why did you whisper that? We're on live radio. <laughs> I love that you're trying about, to tell me a secret. How about the, you're, like, how, you're like, how about the Amish butter how about the, the butter churners? How about the fighting butter churners? <laughs> how about the Amish light bulbs? Because they you don't, don't use electricity. Like that. that would be like people, you know, all the. Indian I want to start a company. Stuff. I want to start a power company called Amish Electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I'll invest a dollar. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, you can put it on your wall. First dollar for Amish electricity. I know. You know, I never did that with Wake Up Call. I never did like. My first sponsorship check. You'll be the CEO, and you have to wear those hats like they do. Amish electricity? Yeah. Yeah. Where if somebody I calls in and be it. like, my I lights aren't working, it. I would go, exactly, and then hang and the phone What's up. the problem, sir? <laughs> my no. lights don't work. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me transfer you to our I don't care department. Hang on, please. It's like, how how are you Amish and you have a phone? And it's yeah. like. They can use phones, can't they? I think so. It's not considered electricity if you have a cell phone. I don't, I don't think. know, but what what is the rule book? Say? I okay. So can I say something? You know what we need is like a, a guy in the studio. You were gonna whisper again. <laughs> you were gonna, What we need is an. You know how that that tells us like that's factually incorrect. So yeah, we need someone like, that sits in the corner that you can never see that has like that old typewriter. Almost like my like our own Mike Pereira. But we ref- need. But I need someone who like they don't have a computer. Look it up. They have like an old typewriter with the a big stenographer. Like, yeah, and they're like and they're writing the thing and they're taking down everything. And then I say something, they go like this. They go, "I'm Mr. Tutorial." They go like this. They go, Mm-mm, "Yeah, don't." Don't I'll probably that. be getting a lot of those. I go over them and go, don't write it. Don't write it. Oh, that's like Liar Liar when Jim Carrey. I never saw when, it. When they, yeah. When, I told you I never saw When they say movie. like the honorable judge and he goes, honorable. <laughs> and the stenographer goes like this and he goes, like that's <laughs> I don't know how stenographers can. I think, you know, for all these kids that are looking for jobs, I think any teenage girl looking for a job should be a stenographer. Because if you see their thumbs move on their phones... It looks like training. It, yeah, it look. It does. Like what, I think I can type about, fast. What about I, males who want to be stenographers? Some some males can probably. I believe they are it. male stenographers. Yeah. Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on male stenographers. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're learning from today's show. I I, I have a stenographers thought. Stenographers are people too. Yeah. Yes. Hashtag, save yeah. all stenographers. There's yeah. probably a lot of people that have no idea what a stenographer is because it doesn't sound anything like what they do. Steno, Niagara. But then, like taking a picture, but they're writing, like it's like shorthand. 
That's what it but is. But it's longhand because they're typing everything. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty cool. What would you do in life if you could have any job right now? What do they do if like they make a mistake and they, they take too long to correct it? I love how do my, they tell your any? answer to my question <laughs> was a is question. to ask me a totally different question. <laughs> what do they do? You are like, you are a politician, my friend. Yeah. What like hey, hey stop talking. I I got to make a correction. All right, go ahead. I caught up. Like yeah, what if what if you like miss a whole like like the most important part of it? It's like. It's like Sally said that she was never there on the night of, oh, God, I really want a chocolate chip muffin right now. And then, like, you start to – because I did that. I was starting to fall asleep in social studies class in, like, ninth grade, ninth or tenth grade. I think it was ninth grade. And I started to fall asleep. And and you could see in my notebook when I was falling asleep because I started writing about things I was dreaming about. So I said, then the horse talked to the little bunny, and the bunny was in the hole, and then there's just a line. So I I was – I wrote, like – Hitler, I was like, I was like, Hitler went, he, like, I was like, Hitler went to this event and he was talking to these little bunny horse and then it was just like a line of Which nothing. Which is, this is why kids do not do LSD. <laughs> All right. Cause that's, you write like bunny and Hitler things and people, if they knew really why you did it, it makes more sense. But if they don't know why, you just think you're weird. <laughs> Uh, so I, I said something this morning. I was on the I was on the phone this morning, and and you know me. I like well, you do the same. I I, I like to I like to mess around with people, and I like I, I need people to have a sense of humor. If you don't have a sense of humor, then there's like a problem. So I they're all serial killers if they don't. But it's, so so I was you know when you go to the doctor, I was like 15. And you, I don't, I try not to go anymore. Yeah. Well, I said I my, my Hispanic that. blood is taking over. My see, if you're Italian, sometimes you're stubborn, but the Hispanic stereotype is that we never go to the doctor. And I used to not have a problem going to the doctor, but now I like want to fix it. Like if my arm broke, I'm like, I'll just fix it. So I went to, so I had to get a physical growing up like everybody else. And I was like 15. So my mom has to sit outside of the room and the lady's talking to me and she's like, are you sexually active? And I was like, and I was like, how many partners do I have to admit? And I was kidding. There's yeah. nobody. So she looks at that and she's just like, okay. And I was just like. I, so I, you falsified your physical. No, but I told, I was like, I was like, I'm not sexually active. And she goes, no, it's fine. And then she's like, do you do drugs? I said only recreationally and only cocaine. So she's mm-hmm. writing this stuff down. And then I, and then I told her, I was like, ma'am, I'm kidding. And she goes, she said, Daniel, this is a safe place. I was like, no, but I'm joking. And she goes. Mr. Satora, she goes, don't worry, I'm not going to tell your mom. You don't. Ha-. I was like, can you please take drugs and sex off this thing? And yeah. she like looks at you yeah, like, like she she's were, not going to do you it. You're like, you're not going to tell my mom? And you were like, it's, it's just me with the sexually active. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> and I asked myself if you were, if I was clean and I am. Nice. So. No, but it's like, but seriously, like you're feeling like, and then she, I was like, can you take that off? And she was like, and it was, there was a moment of her going. Am I going to delete it or not? And she just kind of... Maybe she pretended she took it out, but didn't. Yeah, so now whenever I go to see the doctor, they think that I'm a cocaine abuser who was sexually active at 15. You got out of your system early, though. Look at it's it all that good. way. That's what you Shout out to Colin about. Barber, former Syracuse player, who just tuned in and is like, what's happening? So, and Colin's got to be on the show. So, Colin, FYI, every Syracuse player, past, present, and future, I want on the show... You are definitely one of those people, so let's make it happen, Mr. Colin Barber, because I loved watching Colin when he was here as a kicker. Awesome. So, big ups to Colin. But 
But yeah, so this is this is the part of the show, Friday Morning Live, where we legitimately can talk about anything. We do talk about sports. cocaine, LSD. Yeah, in the first in the first twelve minutes of Friday Morning Live inside a wake up call with Dan Satora, we've spoken about cocaine, sexually active, stenographers, and not LSU, LSD. Yeah, not LSU. Love Shack University. So not not that one. But and I said that I had I, I came up with Shackisms, and so I'm living down in Florida, and I would just do a random Shackism to my buddy Evan. So I walked by him one day, and I was like, LSU, love Shack University. A year later, it was maybe it wasn't a year later, maybe it was a few months later. Evan's online on YouTube and looks up Shaquille O'Neal's speech when he graduated from LSU, and he literally says, and this was well, I never knew about this. Well after, he literally leans into the mic and he goes, May LSU ever for, be forever known as Love Shack University. Thank you. And I went, oh my God, I am Shaq's, like I'm Shaq's ghostwriter. I could work for Shaq. Makes me happy. Why do you have no words? You should be proud of I me. Mean, come on, man. That's not difficult to come up with. Love Shaq University. Like how, shocked, how can you be so shocked at that? Because I didn't know that he said it. Yeah. It made me happy. Okay. It made me proud. I don't like when you're, when you're like, see, I'm. I, you're, I, you're, you're, you're taking like, you're like a poetic genius. Let's there. go back to cocaine. Yeah, that's, <laughs> all right. I don't know, have any knowledge, but like I said, I can wing it. No, but okay. So I had two bosses in Pennsylvania then, and I wanted to come into work one day and get a jelly donut and then just put all the powder on my nose. But the bosses that I had would have asked me where I got it and asked for some. So yeah. it wasn't going to do me any good. And I always well, think... you might have got a promotion then. You got you got to look at all the angles. Yeah, every angle. You would have moved right up the ranks, man. You would have been like vice president of programming and development. Yeah, I could have been vice president of programming and development. But like I said, like my two bosses, and, 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 I, and I did say this recently this week, the two bosses that I had at one of the places that I worked at they're the pe- they're like like every sexual harassment video you've ever watched, they're the people in that video. Yeah. Did they say that Dan, can you use some more modulation? Modulation, Dan. What modulation? Yeah. Where did that come from? I don't know. I saw it on TV once. You saw it on TV once? Modulation, Dan. Why are you you always are you're always <laughs> I, Jewish in your voices? It, well, I am half Jewish, so it just comes from from within. You're like the Bernie Sanders. I'm like the Jewish I'm like the Jewish venom it just takes over. The Jewish the Jewish out of nowhere it's like it's like it's like we can we can get pastrami on rock. John, I'm going to take over here if you don't mind to sit this one out. I'm going to eat a couple people. Sit this one out. Are they kosher? Yeah. These people I'm going to eat are they kosher? Oh my lord! <laughs> I didn't mean to do that in my bar mitzvah. I just, it doesn't make oh, your man. your venom that guy, is Jewish. That guy was a little salty, if you know what I mean. Tater tots. It's gonna affect my blood pressure later. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Call your daughter. We haven't talked to her in fifteen minutes. But I, I just, 
No, but I see my buddy, my buddy Ross is Jewish and Evan and Brandon. See, I'm half, I'm half. You're Although not, Jor- you you're not. See, Jordan, word. this is the Jordan debate. This is what I don't understand, though. Being Jewish is a religion and, and, and it's blood. But yeah, I can't say I'm Italian and that's a religion. I can't no, say that I, I'm I Catholic and that's I'm, blood. Right, so I don't. So ce- how does that work? Because it's a nationality. I don't but it's celebrate also holidays, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. But it, it's in my it's in my blood. It's in my heritage. I guess is. Yeah. So I'm, I you know. You're Jewish. Half. Jewish. What's your I, other half? Italian. Oh yeah, you are. So how about that for a mix? Huh? That, that's like the greatest friendship ever. That's why you love yeah, yourself yeah. so yeah. much. Italians and Jews. For and I said that to Ross. I go, Italians and Jews have found their way to each other throughout history, and it's no different between you and I. Because I, I J- Ross and I joke because of like the mob and all this stuff. And I don't know if well, you can say that. That's a story. There's a story in itself there too. Yeah, that that the that the Jewish people did the books, and that the Italian. Well, there's a Jewish mob and Italian mob, and I can tell you, being from Brooklyn, they both I, exist. I have family that was involved in both. Yeah, they so exist. Better. I feel like when we talk about it, my heart gets a little weird because I always get curious, George, but then I'm like, is someone going to come to the house? But then I'm like, my family is really, I feel like my family's good. We're good. Yeah, you know, this okay. was years ago. Too. We're related to everybody, though. So I, so I told you I went to the CNS game, and I go and I see my cousin on the field, and as I'm talking to my cousin on the field, he goes, he goes, hold on a second, and he goes, come here, and he, and he, and he, uh, he makes a gesture to like two of these guys that are probably early thirties. He goes, "This is your cousin. This is your cousin." So I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "These are your cousins. It's part of the Campisi family." So I had no idea that. So I I went to the CNS game at the Carrier Dome and met two of my family members, and then went out and and uh, hung out with with one of them, and you know went to uh, Hafner's and and just kind of talked and stuff. Well, I was like, "How are we? Re- how does? How did this happen?" That we're it really- happens up north too a lot. Yeah, in Fulton. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Everyone's related. I didn't mean it. Carl we love, Sanfilippo. We love you, Fulton. I gotta call Carl Sanfilippo. I'm calling him today, Carl. I appreciate. I appreciate Carl Sanfilippo. He watches our videos all the time, and he is. I. I and, and Carl, just so you know, not only did I tell you to your face how much I respect you and appreciate you, but I have had numerous conversations, including very recently, about the fact that his type of coaching and his mentality, and they call it old school, but the reality of it all is like the Paul Pascaloni, Carl Sanfilippo, like that is a coach that I would want to coach me more often than not, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's what I said last week about Coach Carl. I mean, I when I was at Liverpool, he was he was the coach at Bevo, and, yeah. and, and I graduated in 90, so... I mean, think about that, man. That's and he coached before that. That wasn't his first year. So what's he on thirty something years? That's crazy. I mean, that's a testament. You have to be not only a good coach to last thirty years, but you have to be a good person. Yeah. Just being a good coach, you won't last thirty years. Yeah. Okay. You have to. You have to be a good person, and you got to be both of those to last that that long yeah. so uh, yeah. apparently he qualifies in both of those categories because with carl sanfilippo obviously you want to win games but it's not just about winning it's so much more yeah and that's what i love about like i told him i said i just want to sit with you and like get a coffee so we sat at dunkin donuts and just talked and and in all honesty i need to do more of that with coach when he has time because 
I just and he's got his own business and he's he's a mentor and he's a father and a grandfather and a friend and a husband and he just he's he's really honestly he's one of those people that you meet one time and you just would call him a great man so yeah, yeah I've, I've heard nothing people. i've heard nothing but good things so, yeah he's a good guy you know i didn't like him in the night in 89 and 90 yeah because you were at liverpool you, you know but that was just the, from a football <laughs> football perspective but again think? i mean i'm gonna sound like a bro just think about 30 years of coaching at the same school the same program yeah you know to do it and to be that dedicated and persevere and i'm, I'm sure there's been ups and downs you know yeah. and i'm not talking just wins and losses even behind the scenes stuff yeah and to to get through those and, and last that long is that's that's incredible. It's impressive. Yeah. It's very impressive. So we always do a show your shirt on the video day. So show pretty, pretty basic, man. It's a Syracuse polo. I, I heard. Are you are you white I, girl basic today? Yeah, I'm, I'm a basic white man. I'm gonna call uh, you, I but see, but white man basic doesn't. It, it's not funny. White whatever, girl basic f- feels better. Whatever that means, I don't even know. I, yeah, but. I mean, I heard there's a big game today at the Dome, some kind of senior thing. Yeah. Uh, 13th ranked in the in the, is in it, the nation. Is it rugby? The lacrosse start? Or is it field hockey? Uh, it might be volleyball. They're moving the games there. I was thinking about volleyball. It's not football, though. Yeah, I don't know. Big game. Big game. It's going to be a big game. Yeah. Yeah. We got uh, some recruits. Here's the other thing people don't think about. I always, like, see them, like, when I come out where I go by stadium control, there's always, like, you see, like, the recruits come out, and, like, and and it's just so good, because they're, like, right there. And that's a big part of the show is talking to the recruits. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, too. It's the lost aspect about having that dome be electric and filled. And it's a lost aspect of this team winning, too. Yeah, you know, we, we, we talk about supporting the program and the players on the field and the coaching staff on the sideline, and that's all important. Really yeah. important. Yeah. But we forget, like, almost a lot of most games, there are recruits in the building that Syracuse is on potentially their short list, okay? Yeah. And when, you know, if that dome is full and the fans are, you know, electric, that's, that's going to be more enticing to them than coming to a half-empty dome. And say, man, do I want to play? My... I know the dome's cool, yeah, but it's not really cool when it's only half full. Well, so... and that's but that's the thing is like, and I've said that to fans all the time. If you don't pack the dome, that's that's strike one against a recruit. If you leave in the third quarter, that's strike two. Strike three, it, you know, it, I mean, obviously, if the team loses, whatever, and they've gotten better with that. But the reality of it all is, if I'm a recruit. Okay, and a lot of the times Penn State's recruiting me, Syracuse recruiting me. So I go to Penn. So I go over to Penn State. There's a hundred thousand people at a game. I'm at the game. Hundred thousand people. Everybody rocking. Pre-game stuff, post-game stuff, tailgating everywhere. Heritage people going up and 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 you know doing it, just things on campus and whatnot. So I see that the team's losing, they stay. The team's winning, they stay. Hundred thousand people, let's say. Okay. I come to the dome, it caps out at forty nine and change. Twenty thousand people are at the dome. Ten thousand people are there at the end of the third quarter. So I go to Penn State, there's a hundred thousand people. I go to the dome, there's ten thousand people at the end of the game. Then I go to Notre Dame, there's a hundred thousand people. Then I go to Florida State, there's ninety one thousand people. Where do you think I'm gonna go? Yeah. 
Well, tonight there's I'm going to They speak. better rock the dome today, tonight. Tonight I'm going to speak of, of I don't I'm not going to mention names, but there's going to be two linebacker recruits yeah. in the building. And if you've been following the program, I'm a football guy, former coach. I, I, I'm a little more on the X's and O's than your casual fan, let's say. Yeah. The weak point or the one of the weak spots for this program right now is at the linebacker position, truth be told. Yeah. You have two huge linebacker recruits in, in the house tonight. So from a selfish point of view... I want to see that 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 dome filled, rocking. So these two guys, these two linebackers, I'm sure there'll be other recruits as well. But I'm specifically talking about the linebackers here. Yeah. Um, they can see, you know, uh, what this this program's about right now. It's so funny that Jordan is watching us on his way here, <laughs> which means that no, but this is this is smart. He's watching the conversation so that when he gets here, he's, he's, he knows what we talked about. He's doing, he's studying. He's doing prep. He's, he's doing, doing his homework. Prep. He knows what we're talking about so that he can be prepared to give his thoughts and go back to something. So it's like he was always here. Yeah. Oh. Shout out to you, Jordan. In 18 years. And that's the thing. Everybody say, people say all the time, millennials are, they're horrible. There's like no good millennials. And I will tell you right now that you can't stereotype and put everybody in a box, first of all. Second of all, Jordan Newman is a millennial. And he is a kid that's cut from the same cloth as me, thanks to you and Sharon, I'm sure. But Jordan, we didn't make Jordan, you, but thanks for giving us some credit. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, by the way, you you got to pay my mom child support. <laughs> Eighteen years. As long as you don't put antifreeze in my coffee, I might consider. No, I think my mom used it all already. <laughs> my dad's still alive though, so that's yeah, good. Maybe she. It's a placebo. Yeah, a placebo. I still, I'll never it's forget Boy Meets effect. World. Where he he's a he comes he comes back from, uh, so Corey comes back and I had my moments where I worried about everything growing growing up so I could get it but Corey comes back from the doctor because he's convinced he has a disease and he comes I was not like like so he comes back and he goes I have to tell you guys something and he's got to penguin with him he's like do you want to know and she's like he's fine he's totally fine and he goes I'm a hypochondriac. And, and so he's treating it like a disease. And then they're like, so they, and he goes, and they're like, it's not an actual disease. It means that you pre that you worry about stuff that doesn't exist, that you make it up. Yeah, that's me. And he goes, that's funny. Really? Yeah. yeah so he, so he literally says, he goes, he goes, oh yeah. Then why did they give me these pills? And he throws the pills to his best friend, Sean. And he goes, these are sugar pills. They're placebos. He's like, this is what they give to crazy people. And he goes, if I'm not sick of dying, why do I have to be on these for the rest of my life? And I was just like... <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But, uh... but it was funny because at the end of it, his his uh, his great uncle comes to visit him. And his great uncle breaks out of like a nursing home. Mm. And he and he goes, I, he goes, I'm Sammy Sosa. And he goes... Like that, he goes like that. So he, so they come to get him. The the guys in the white coats, so to speak, they come to get his his great uncle, and he jumps into the arms of one of the guys, this like little man. And then Corey Corey looks at Topanga and he goes, "Can I go?" And she goes, "Yeah, okay." And he jumps into the arms and they take him away too. So it was a really good episode. But it it always reminds me of that like when you worry about nothing, where he does that thing like I'm a hypochondriac. So. 
I think I think everybody has their moments with that. Yeah, I'm I'm a hypochondriac. Probably not to that level. Yeah, um, but uh, I used I, used I always to, think I used to worry about. My I always own think shadow. the worst. So I have a yeah. chest cold. I think it's lung cancer. You know. Yeah. Uh, a headache. You know what? And so yeah, you know, I always think the worst. Well, I mean, my thing is because you hear about cancer like every day. Yeah. I'm always like, oh my god, is this cancer? And and I just I just. If I could, somebody asked me if I could change anything about the world, what would I do? And I said I get rid of every disease. And I said I would literally not only get rid of cancer, I would get rid of the word from the dictionary because I don't like. It's also the a, word cancer, the word rape. Like there's certain word. There's word. The acts are bad. A the sign. I know, but see, like, why would you want to like? If you're like, what's your sign? And you're like cancer, or or if you're like, what are you? And you're like Gemini, which means I'm schizophrenic. Because Gemini is the twins, mm. they're like they're the and the and the logo of it is like the two heads split. So it's like, what you know? I don't know. Capricorn always makes me think of candy corn, which I like. And then I'm a Libra, which means I'm the balance scale, and I'm a Scorpio. And if you're on the cusp of it, the Libra is always like trying to keep the peace and keep things balanced and the rational, logical. And then the Scorpio is like the more energy, more like fervor. But people treat Scorpios like they sting you and they're crazy. I feel like the Scorpio is like, if the Libra is like my balance beam, the Scorpio is like my, you know, protector, so to speak. Okay. That's how I see it. What are you? Sagittarius. What is a Sagittarius? How would you describe um, it? Um, it's Saturday. That's it. I don't know, man. I'm not an astrological guy. What is it? I think it's the archer guy on like a Sagittarius. Yeah. So. So I can. I'm like Bullseye from the Daredevil series. The fact that you mentioned that made me so happy. <laughs> so, Daredevil season three. I got to witness some scenes from that, and Bullseye is finally introduced in season three of Daredevil yeah. on Netflix. Do you yeah. have Netflix? Uh, no. And but I know how to chill. How about that? Well, I, no, but that's the chill, thing. I chill without Netflix. No, this is the thing. One of the show. So for one of the shows, you have to get a Netflix shirt so we can be Netflix. Yeah. And chill. I love that. It's my Snoopy shirt. I wanted to get a Snoopy shirt, and my my aunt Mary, who's like another mom to me, she loves Snoopy. She has like everything Snoop. She has like all the Snoopy Hallmark collection yeah. stuff. So I felt like. I, my, I was joking this week about Netflix and chill, so I figured that I should be you the chill part Mary? of Netflix. Yeah. So do I. True story. Yeah, when you're Italian... Maybe you everyone have, has an Aunt Mary. When you're Italian, you have Mary, Marie, Maria... She's not even Italian. You have Mary, Aunt Marie, Mary. Maria, Rita, Ralph. There's a lot. There's five Ralphs in my family. Five. Mm. My mom, and this is the thing, my mom... So someone, so when I met my cousins, they said, is your name Ralph? Cause you're dad. And I was like, no. And I said, it's Daniel. I have his middle name, my grandfather's middle name. And it's because my dad didn't ask my dad's mom. My grandma said to my mom when she was in the hospital, she goes, if you have a boy, are you going to name him Ralph? And my mom goes, hell no. Because I would have been Ralph the fourth, which at that point I, I, I said, if you're going to name me Ralph the fourth, then I need a giant throne like Tommy DeVito and I need a kingdom. Yeah. Cause Ralph, that's too much. Four, five, six. That's that's a lot. Yeah. It's excessive. And you, you realize women never have that. There's no like Cheryl and then Cheryl the second. It's it's only with that's men that there's be. like that carry on. Yeah. So did you ever want to name Jordan John? No. 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 And I'll tell you why. And I don't mean any disrespect to the the seconds and thirds. I, I believe in 
and letting the kids form their own kind of identity. Yeah, I agree. It's a little bit, and I don't. It's going to sound harsh, and I don't know how to really uh, diffuse it down any. To name your kid like after you, yeah. you, you're almost like saying, "I'm I'm really great." So you will get my name, you know. Well, the thing is, and I'm, I'm all about confidence and and whatnot, but I never thought like, man, he should have my name. I've reached the pinnacle of of life. Yeah. Well, yeah. my thing is, if if you have the same name as somebody else, the reality of it all is, you're going to be compared to that person for better or worse. If they're not a good person, then they're going to have that connotation with you. And yeah, if they are very yeah. successful, so it goes both ways. Yeah, you're right. And you know then, what I mean? Think about this. Like if Someone you were Charles called, Manson Jr. Yeah, probably not good. <laughs> uh, unless you, you know. Or Hannibal Lecter the Third. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's the other thing, though. Think about when someone calls the house and says, "May can I speak with John?" Yeah. And you're like, which one? You gotta keep saying which one all the time. Or someone calls your name, but who are they asking for? You or your son. You know what I mean? So we got a message of, a, of someone that's watching the video right now. I don't know if I want to tell you this on live radio and, 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 and TV, internet TV and radio. I don't know if I want to tell you this because John gets a big head with this stuff. I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. But I, I have a big head. Because I wear a seven and a half hat size. Yeah, but I have seven and a half. Seven you do? Half. Yeah. What the hell is going on there? So, so we got we got a <laughs> we got a message, and the message was um, for a first time viewer said I like him because they know like what I'm about. They said so I like him referring to you. Says I like John's sense of humor and you guys mesh really well. Yeah. And the yeah. fan and I was like, don't tell John that because John doesn't think John says I'm not funny, but I know that he thinks yeah, I I'm think funny. You're funny a little bit, you know that. Yeah, everyone thinks the dynamic duo is Batman and Robin, and that's not always true. If yeah, I would never want. And then Jordan comes, and then it ruins the whole thing. You know, it's Batman, it's Batman, Robin, and Batgirl. That's Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Cat I meant woman. it. Catwoman. Yeah, Catwoman. <laughs> He's gonna walk in and be like, "What's up, Poison Ivy? How you doing?" Yeah. Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger had the worst. Yeah, he must was. have written his own lines because no screenwriter would write. He's like, I am Mr. Freeze. Prepare to be frozen. Like it was, he would say things that made no, like remember that one. And then he took like lines from other movies he was yeah. in. Like, remember when I told you I wasn't going to freeze you? <laughs> I lied. <laughs> Get to the frozen chopper. So there's that one scene in Batman and Robin where there's like a 15 minute hockey fight over a diamond yeah. and it over like the Foot Clan of 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 Mr. Freeze and he's up in this like thing. It's the weirdest. It's the like who in their right mind was like, you know what would never be in a Batman movie? A hockey fight, and it's just like it's, over a diamond. Or it's some of the errors they didn't cut out the movie, and how small the hockey rink looks because they probably were on a really tiny set. Because they, the director was probably given fifteen dollars to yeah, make it work. It's like John Connor, <laughs> I mean Batman. <laughs> but it's the way he did, like his lines. I see now. I have to watch it this weekend. His lines were so tremendous. Like he, he would look at you and he would go, he would go, Robin. You know what? You know what makes you feel frozen, frozen ice. I'm like, what? He he would say the same word over and over again. He would go, 
I am Mr. Freeze. Prepare for me to freeze you because then when you will be frozen and then when you are frozen, you will not be unfrozen because I am Mr. Freeze and freezing popsicles and I like to freeze things. It was never, it was never scary though. <laughs> he was never scared. It looked like he didn't care, but if I can pick the one actor who genuinely, if he wasn't making fun of himself, I'm terrified of his acting is Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance with, Vengeance with Nicolas Cage, which is just scenes of his eyes going black and him screaming and laughing. There is nothing about Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I hope to, I really hope to God that Nicolas Cage was making a joke out of it. Yeah. Because if that was real method acting, I'm horrified. Yeah, I didn't see that, but... I saw it for free, and I was so pissed at the end of the movie, and then I was like... Wait, this was a free screening. But I was mad that I even saw it for free because it was two hours of my life. But uh, going back they to Arnold as Mr. Freeze, that was, that was more funny than... I don't know if that was the greatest casting job ever. So we got a message back that they figured you out, Newman. It says, Newman's playing with you. Everyone knows you're funny, and the way he responds makes it even better. I like when I get you to laugh because your laugh... Your laugh is like, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny to laugh. Funny how, Dan? Funny ha-ha yeah. or funny hee-hee? Yeah, but I, want I hear you amuse you. <laughs> how am I funny, Dan? Explain this to me. It's the, No, but it's like when you laugh, it's catchy. Because like you laugh and it's like it's like this heart, it's like this heartful laugh. It's real. It hurts, too. It's hurt. <laughs> it like, things are moving. It's, like, it's like when you see, and I'm sorry. Okay, I don't mean this in a political way by any stretch of imagination. When Hillary Clinton laughed, it always looked like it hurt. Doesn't it? Well, she she would be there's like other reasons. For she that. would go like this, and she'd go, ah, ah, and I'm like, don't. There do was it always a fake laugh. She's having I don't a heart think attack. she ever really laughed. I'm scared. I think it was always like I see. There is nothing. There is nothing sexier than a, a really awesome laugh, which is why I wanted John to be my co-host. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going sexy with Hillary Clinton. I'm like, where's the show going? This is bad. <laughs> the show's Stop, taken. Dan. The show's Stop. taken. Stop, Hillary Clinton. No. <laughs> Who wore it better? No. Oh, my gosh. Pantsuits? I should put that up. Who wore the silver pantsuit better? Dr. Evil, Hillary Clinton, or Kim Jong-un? Mm-hmm. I have to do it. I have to do it. I'm doing it. And again, this has nothing. this is nothing bad about Hillary Clinton. This is just reality that if you've ever seen the pantsuit... You know that they all wear them, which is crazy. And I was Dr. Evil for Halloween one time. My And I can do the voice, and my my thing was on point, but I had to get a skull cap, and I looked stupid in the skull cap. Yeah. It didn't look realistic. I should have paid more money. For, I paid like $14 for one that really didn't work. I love Dr. Evil. So let's talk about this for a minute as I get this ready. What do you think about the return of Austin Powers because they're toying with the idea that they're going to bring it back? I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's one of the movies, you know, you don't it's not a it's you don't look at it as something that's going to win the Academy Award, but the character. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows almost who the character is, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now, let's be honest, this was like before Kim Jong Un. Oh my god. This shirt. They have a sweat. They have a sweater of Kim Jong Un's Oh, here it is. There they are. There's the pantsuit and the pantsuit. They actually have them all together. That's crazy. That's so intense. They, oh, there it is. So somebody did this for me. Somebody already did this, and they had Vladimir Putin, but I don't need that one. 
So I'm just going to call this the three pantsuits. So sorry, go with your point. I'm sorry, Newman, I interrupted you. Well, I just think that everyone knows the character. I think it's one of the movies. Yeah. If, if they can kind of tie it into the last one, they could probably keep them. But in own. today's world with everything that's going on, I feel like Austin Powers would be so funny, parody, and relevant that right. I feel like they could almost make a new And when was the last one? How many years has it been? Oh, now? my gosh. That's such a great question. I'll look it up. So right. I think uh, it's probably time. Austin Powers 3 was released on 2002. Yeah, it's, it's been that long, huh? So it's been 16 years. It's so, so weird to me when something's like that long ago. It always hits me in like a weird way. How is it 16 years ago? So yeah, it's probably time that this, this generation can get a, a, an Austin Powers movie. You know, they probably want to start doing them again before Mike Myers gets too Did you hear that they're they're going to reboot Shrek? I said, how do you reboot a CGI movie? You get different actors to voice them? Why don't you just make another Shrek movie? Like, who? what's it going to make a difference if it's Shrek 5? Yeah, I don't know. And why would you... Re- that's like rebooting Finding Nemo. Like, how do you... How do you reboot something that doesn't have any actors in it? Uh, Nemo isn't lost yet. That would be the prequel. Yeah. Nemo still... Nemo not lost. Finding... Finding Merlin? We could do that one. I am really excited to share this right now. And I'm so happy that somebody did the work for me to put the pictures up next to each other. Because that means... you You know when you think something in the world and then you're like, am I crazy? And then you and then you find out that somebody else had the same thought, and then you're like, okay. Then you know there's two crazy t- people. Right. Then you know that like somebody else is with you. I'm not the only crazy you. guy. Like who wore it better? There it is. Where who? do you find those, Burlington? I actually found mine at Salvation Army, the one that looks like I had the one like the middle one, like Doctor mm-hmm. Evil. I'm looking for this. <laughs> who who wore it better? <laughs> where where do I get this? I think Dr. Evil wore it the best. Yeah, it looks like he just came out wearing that thing. You know, Mr. Bigglesworth. Like it oh looks like movie. he just popped out wearing it. Yeah, it looks it looks like something that's, it, it's his robe, it's his pajamas, but it's also his, like, workable suit. What I want to know is who does Hillary's hair, and they should be fired immediately. That they pulled her hair back like she yeah. had been taking it If hour. that was Kim Jong-il... Kim Jong-un's hairdresser, they would be poisoned. Kim Jong-un, I said he always, he. I think he went in and asked for the haircut where he's like, make it look like an atomic bomb. Short on the sides and then blown out on the top. Yeah. And give me a little Jerry Curl action, please. <laughs> Kim Jong-un. Oh my gosh. He looks like my this guy that I know named Rudy. And, and it's so crazy to me because I said to my buddy who lives with Rudy, I was like, you got to tell Rudy he looks like Kim Jong-un, but how do you break that to your friends? Like, how do you tell your friend you look like a, I think a you dictator? Just, I think you just tell them and you come clean with it. <laughs> Chances are they probably know. Oh, you my know. goodness. So who wore it better? Give me your one, two, three. Give me your best one all the way to three. Who wore it better, the pantsuit? Uh, it goes uh, Dr. Evil. True. Kim Jong-il. Then Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I would have to agree. It's funny, though, because she's wearing, like, a patch and he's and Kim Jong-un's wearing a patch. But Dr. Evil the is just totally patch. bland. They're the same patch. The same It's the same team. Oh my goodness. That's so crazy. But I but somebody did that this morning and they had a they had one of Vladimir Putin where they made his eye look like it was cut like Dr. Yeah. Evil and they had him holding a cat. So like, like, But I don't think Putin I don't think he fits in all that. I don't think it works. No, probably not. I think those three like the trio is better. It yeah. makes more sense. They should have their own show. 
Dr. Evil, Hillary Clinton, yeah. and Kim Jong-un. That would be a good show. What do you call it? Friday Morning Live. <laughs> Part two. Part two. The evil, the evil axis <laughs> of Friday. The, ac- the axis of Friday. The axis of Friday. The TGIF axis. The evil Friday axis. Yeah, it could be something. The like axis that. Friday evil. Dr. Evil. I really want Dr. Evil to come back, though. Like, they have, I've been waiting. They need him. And, and I didn't like Goldmember. The only thing I liked about Goldmember is that Fat Bastard made a cameo. Yeah. Where that you just you I see think, his silhouette and he's like I, I don't it, remember having corn. <laughs> I think I think I think I I think I only seen the first two. Forget your money. I want your baby. <laughs> yeah, the 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 second one because the characters of Fat is, the great. characters are so good, man. But the thing that's sad is that Vern Troyer passed away, yeah. so they can't have Mini Me. Well, they could get a new one, a new Mini Me potentially. Yeah. It's sad though. Maybe Danny is. What's Danny DeVito doing? Danny DeVito. You know Danny DeVito. He was the best penguin ever. Yeah. Maybe he could be the new Mini Me. They're gonna have to have it. They're gonna have to have that Mini Me had a Mini Me, and it's a minier Mini Me. Yeah, smaller. A smaller Mini Me. There's probably some CGI gonna be needed. There. Yeah. I just loved it when like when you like Mini Me, he wouldn't like speak. He eh? and then you just hear. Did like, you know, Vern Troyer was a Steeler fan. I think I did know that. Yeah. Big steal. I really liked Vern Troyer. Yeah, he was a big And Mike Myers had a good relationship with him. Yeah. We miss you, Vern. God bless you in heaven. Yeah. We need need to have another mini-me. So there's one, unfortunately, there's one less Steeler fan. Which in open, the world. Which opens up a door for... To another Steeler fan. Your son is trying to make me a If you want to convert, you know, well, I know... If I want to convert, I can go to Church Brew Works. In Pittsburgh. That's a great place. And be converted. We're going there on Saturday the 15th or whatever. Yeah, my grandma's birthday. It's awesome stuff. So we are going to take a step aside here. Everybody that's watching us on video, don't leave. We're going to end this video, but essentially start a new one on facebook.com backslash live now DT. So if you're watching, this video is going to end, but stay on the site, whether you're on your phone, your, your desktop, laptop, tablet, whatever. Stay with us. We're going to take a fast break on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. We'll come back. We'll talk about some sports. Got some other things going on. And uh, and Syracuse and chill. We'll be back in just a little bit. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Having peace of mind when you're out of town, that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound, means taking them to Canine Campground. Because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course, the luxury cabin, because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pick-up times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, 
and campground spelled with a K dot com. K9 campground dot com. When you're going out of town, bring your dog to K9 campground. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us central and upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue, in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature Top It breakfast bar with over 30 different toppings to personalize the most important meal of the day, all complimentary with your stay. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. We appreciate you being here every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We thank you for being a part of the show. And we're back live on Facebook in 3, 2, 1, and here we are. So we're back on Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now DT. And we are also on the airwaves every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You can hear Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT and on wakeupcalldt.com. John and I were, uh, were, were enjoying the fact that, and I got to give it up to Facebook for this. There's some things about Facebook I don't like, 
But I'll give it up to Facebook for this. Every video that we do here in the studios on Fridays, it always, the videos always, um, they pick a, a certain still shot. And all the still shots that it picks for us are like, are they're, they're shots that make you want to, they, it makes you want to click on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the still shots that we get, it's like, there's pictures of like me like this, like we're laughing and stuff. There's either ones of like us laughing or there's like a picture up of something because we can't pick the still shot. So as soon as it ends, there's always a, a still shot of all of our Facebook live videos, which I got to give it up to Facebook, like I said, because they pick something that if I wasn't me or, or like if I didn't know us, I would want to click on it to go, what is that moment? And the one it just took, let's reenact it. So John's looking, I'm like, I'm oh, wait, hold on, I gotta do it right, I gotta do it right. So I'm like, <laughs> and you're like, you're like looking at me, and I'm out here like this. It's like a movie trailer where all the best parts are in the trailer itself. I know, but you that's know? the thing. Like when you see when you see our still shot, you're like, I gotta know what happened that these guys were doing this. So, and I like the fact that we finally that we called Jordan Batgirl. It made me happy. I think he'd rather be called Post Malone. Yeah, he says he's not like Post. Can can I do this? Can 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 you oblige me for this? Because I really really like this song, and I got I just got to throw it up for a second. And he did admit that he likes the song because I've realized that Jordan hates a lot of things. But I'm just kidding. But he he doesn't like movies, and him and I have to talk about that when he comes in the studio. But this to me is a really good song. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you all a feel for it. Here for a second, because I really like this song. I'm gonna speed ahead a little bit. It's 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 post Malone with Sway Lee. But it's it's actually gonna it's gonna be in the movie Into the Spider-Verse, which is a Spider-Man movie, but it's not live action, it's a cartoon. But buts, 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 I really like I didn't think that I would like the movie and I didn't think I would go to see it, even though I'm a Spider-Man fan, but I got to watch the first whatever it was, the first half hour of the movie at New York Comic Con, mm -hmm. and that sold me on it. Because I, I went to that panel, then I went to the Daredevil Season 3, and then I went to The Walking Dead. And we got to see the entire first Is episode. Is Rick still you. alive? I can't talk to you about what's currently going on this season. Why? I don't watch the show no more. I jumped. Yeah, but I can't. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. Oh, who cares? Cover your ears if you don't want to get it ruined. No, I, I, but I can't. I'm not going to talk about it. Rick started the season alive, but at some point... This is what I don't like about social media and people... See, okay. As a journalist and as a broadcaster and as somebody in the media and an entertainer, yes, I want to break news. Yes, I want to share stuff with you, but within reason. And I don't like to ruin things for people. Even if I know. Like, if I know a player's injured, I know what his injury is, I don't necessarily want to talk about it. Because they just don't. And, and in the case of The Walking Dead, if there's something that I know and it's like breaking news, 
I don't look at it like I want clicks on my website more than I want you to enjoy the show. So, yes, Rick's supposed to die this season. I think people should, like, enjoy it for themselves. Carl. <laughs> Carl. You gotta get real. Carl. 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 You gotta, you gotta growl at it. But, I mean, I don't know how the show survives without him, we'll have to say. Yeah, I don't know. Because that's the thing. The thing is, like, and, and there are shirts that say this, but I believe it, is there there are shirts that say, if if Daryl gets if Daryl dies, we riot. And I'm really nervous about what that would mean because Daryl Dixon in in the show, he's not even in the comic books. He doesn't exist. So they it's not like, is he gonna die the same way? Why hasn't he died yet? Is it the same as he's not in the comics. He was created for the TV show. But he is like everybody's favorite. like a lot of Rick is a favorite, Carol's a favorite, Daryl's a favorite. Maggie's a favorite. Negan's a favorite. There's a bunch of different ones, but I would venture to say that Daryl probably has like the majority of it. Yeah, I like them better. And um... I just like the fact that he has the jacket with the wings, and he's got the motorcycle. And the best thing that he has, which made me want to learn how to use one, is his crossbow. Yeah. I want to learn how to use a crossbow. All you do is pull trigger. I know, but I want to learn how to use it. So if later on today, because I have a big backyard, if you could just go stand out by my shed. I'll put a, I'll put an orange on my head. Yeah, just put an orange on your head. I'll hit it. If you're anything like Louisville, you'll miss it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So let's talk about the Louisville-Syracuse game. When Louisville comes into Syracuse, typically it's their winning and Syracuse is trying to spoil them. They're, you know... There was that one where I think they 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 were like eleven and zero, like dating back certain point or something like that. Undefeated team coming into the dome, and Syracuse handed them their first loss. So Syracuse typically is trying to spoil Teddy Bridgewater, Lamar Jackson, and so on and so forth. This time around, Louisville is trying to spoil Syracuse, being seven and two, because Louisville is not going to have a winning record in the ACC, and they're not going to have a winning record overall, no matter what they do as we move forward. So. What's your take on this game? Because it's this is a very different. It's a role reversal, essentially, so to speak. I'll, I'll answer that like this: Before the season started, you looked at that game and said, "Man, you know, we probably can." You know, you look at that maybe in years past with with those quarterbacks that Louisville had, yeah. And you thought, "Man, that's probably going to be a tough, tough one. We may not win that." This game. But before there was the, a game like the springboard game, like oh, if you if we beat Louisville, then we might be able to. We might be ranked, or we may yeah. go to a bowl game, or we may, you know. Yeah. Now, the now before the season, I said, man, they, you know, they they are going to be a little bit of a down program. We might actually be a slight favorite in that game today. Yeah, I'm expecting. I told you five or six wins. Yeah, but now today it's, today I'm expecting a fun night at the dome. I yeah. think I think this is going to be game on fifth, senior day could be like. Could be a, a like a forty fifty point like it could be a could yeah, be like a, a trouncing blow yeah and and you know I talked about this with you off the air Petrino is not uh, a a liked kind of coach in in the in the profession so you're seeing anytime people are beating Louisville yeah they're really running up the score on him oh yeah and I don't think Babers is a huge fan either seventy seven so, to sixteen yeah. Clemson just beat them I. That's like Clemson playing Idaho. I expect Syracuse to put up a lot of points. I I think really the only question is, 
how good's the SU defense going to be today? I I, I don't want to be cocky. I don't want to jinx anything. Uh, but I think I don't think there's any way they really can lose this game. Yeah. You know, maybe. I mean, any, you know, any given Friday night or Saturday or Sunday, whatever. But I think on paper, this thing sets up real well for senior day. Yeah. The program's really riding a, a nice wave here, moving up the ranks. Yeah. Um, see, you know, the new tradition that Babers is going, is, has implemented where the seniors come back out to kind of say goodbye and maybe slap hands and yeah they hands. said they're gonna do a, a new senior walk now, yeah so i i, which think, I definitely want to be a yeah, part of i want to i think everything it really sets up for a really electric kind of night as long as as long as there's people there yeah you know and the thing is fans what are you doing like what are you doing on a friday night i'm going to red lobster okay that's great so i mean like what what are you doing friday night there's okay there's no game to worry about you know the the big game with with you know CNS and Elmira is tomorrow, so you know in in a run for the the state championship, so that's tomorrow. When you watch the NBA, you know, watch Friday night NBA. Like it does, there's nothing that you're doing tonight, okay, unless it has something to do with a birthday party or an anniversary or a wedding, like that type of stuff. You can't sit here and say to me, "Well, I gotta watch." I gotta watch my Friday shows, or I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna go to the mall. You forgot or... something else. What? People have divorce parties too. <laughs> you ever heard of it? I have. Just saying. Yeah. They're, what do they call it? Like I'm free party. Free at last. Free at last party. Yeah. No, in all seriousness, I did hear about that. I think my mom told me that somebody had had a divorce party. Yeah, well, they invite all their friends over and. And I have a good old time. See, I just got to have a really cool party for my birthday. And on the 21st, when you were there and, and Jordan was here. And it was like an all-day party. It started it started at like 4. And I think the last person left at like 1. Yeah. So it was almost like half a day party. So, But it was great. And it, the funny thing, too, was just like... It was nice to just like sit around the table yeah. and like be with you guys. And you met Joey for the first time. And you thought he was yeah. funny. You thought you were funny. And like Jordan was there, and then my buddy James came over, and then LJ came, and you know, obviously, I want to make sure I remember everybody: Rob, Rob, Trish, Mark, my parents, Raphael, Jordan, you, James, James's girlfriend, Kate, um, who is, I mean, she's a sweetheart. I got to meet her a few times. Uh, my Annie Lane, my uncle Jimmy. Did I forget anybody? I don't think I forgot anybody. Postman? The postman. He always rings twice. I Post, Post Malone. Post Malone was at my party. So shout out to Nate Trout who's watching the video. Nate Trout, one of my one of my faves growing up as well. And talk about kickers. We, you know, we look at what the kicker's doing, setting records right now, Andre Schmidt. Nate Trout did a nice job. He, was, he left Syracuse as the all-time leading scorer, and he took over Gary Anderson. Yeah. So, which is pretty cool. So, do you think kickers, like when they leave, and maybe Nate can answer it, do they root for the the next guy to like beat their records? Yeah, but that's like that's. Or are they watching like the game potentially? Like, miss it. Yeah. 
This man is like, Listen, I, you're up by 14. You don't even. This one. You even almost hurt. did your Jewish voice again. You almost <laughs> did it. It's your go-to every. Just Listen, like, you just kicker. Like, <laughs> you're gonna break my record. Don't make this. You're up by 14 points. You don't need it anyway. My, my, my go-to is always like the obnoxious girl voice. Oh my god! Are Do you, you know fair? where I got the Jewish voice? Are you, are you totally like? They're like, no, whenever something annoys me, I always go to that one, like, borderline, what type of sexuality is this voice, but it's always annoying. Do you know where I think I figured out where I got my old Jewish guy voice from? I don't know if you even know I do my it. Bernie Sanders. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally done with all the super packs, and I don't want to hear any more about the emails. So, I mean, like, the old lenders, remember the, I don't know if you remember, you might be too young, but the old lenders bagel commercials? I know, like I like Lenders. Oh my gosh! There's some back. I, in the, I haven't gotten a Lenders bagel. For, is it still? Are they still? Yeah, having? I think so. And back in the I day, I haven't seen one recently. But back in the day, yeah, which was a Monday. I was gonna say um, it was a Tuesday. I thought, but Dane Cook said it was Wednesday. So was it a Wednesday yeah, back in the day? Yeah, that's what they said. I feel like. But it was back in the day, uh, they used to do Lender Bagel commercials, and that that there was like a old Jewish guy voice in in the commercial. That's awesome. Like Lenders bagels. <laughs> With locks and butter. So, you know, yeah. I never knew what locks was. I never knew what yeah. locks was. Yeah. And then I put it on my bagel and I was like, why did I do this? It's like salmon. It was like, it was weird. It was like raw salmon and peas and cream cheese. And I was like, this is a definite bathroom trip. Who yeah. came up with that? I, got, I, I, I did that. Listen, it was a stormy night. I was bored. I said, look, I got all these ingredients. <laughs> I'm going to just put them together. I'm terrified of how many listeners I've lost in the last 10 minutes. I really and am. I'm going to come up with a catchy name for this thing. Like locks. You'll like it a locks. I'm like, don't. Get out of my studio. Just leave. You're going to like this a locks, people. So I, ha- I haven't shaved. I did this morning. I haven't shaved. That's why I was late. In the last couple of days. And I know it's no shave November, but see, like, this looks okay. This is presentable. Who says? You making the rules up? I, yeah, I did. Post Malone. So, I like this. And I like, like, if I just did the goatee. I'm cool with the goatee when I clean it up and it's just, like, the line. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm at that point today where I know that I need to shave. Yeah. Because it's no shave November, but I told you, and... People need to believe this. My, I would have like a, uh, uh, like I would have an apostle beard. I would look like one of Je- like you would think Jesus is coming back because I would I would present myself Jesus. as an apostle. <laughs> so what I'm <Wow>. doing, <laughs> Jesus. But I yeah I don't I uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Kittens. Uh, Kittens. Oh um, I just, what I'm doing, I did shave today, but I'm leaving, I'm leaving yeah, this Yeah, like thing. mine would look like this, but this like is, much I'm long. trying to see how long I can get this thing to go. You should like, and then you should braid it at the bottom. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to braid it. That's weird. Like if you braid it at the bottom, then you're I'm just going to let it go, and at some point, I'll, I'll start over again. Yeah. So. Does Sharon like your beard? She likes she likes facial hair. She doesn't like it. I haven't shaved. I've been clean shaven completely in like yeah. oh, well, probably well, seven she, eight she, years ago. Will she kiss this? 
Sometimes, if I it depends on how much money I have. How much money you have? Yeah. Nice. Um, That's great. But uh, what do you what do you and Sharon do? <laughs> now listen, what do you and Sharon do that's like your favorite thing to do? Like something that like like every couple's got like a thing, right? So what's like a thing that you do? We like to go to Pittsburgh and watch the Steelers kick ass. Fair enough. That's one of our What's things. like what's like something that like you did this week with Sharon that you enjoyed? This week we really Oh, we went out to dinner with her her former her former boss. You went out to dinner with her former boss. Yeah, and her husband, and, and we're we're pretty close. They're they're nice people, so we went to a Noodle House and and had a great dinner. That's fair. That's so fair. yeah, we like stuff like that. We don't, you know, we don't do it as probably much as as we should, but uh, you know, we get along. Yeah, you get along. So with that being said, we're gonna take our final step aside on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt. Those of you watching the video, follow us back. Part three of today's. FML Friday Morning Live is going to happen in just a moment on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. That's Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. We'll be back in just a moment. This is a wake-up call fast break. Having peace of mind when you're out of town that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound means taking them to Canine Campground because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course the luxury cabin because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pick-up times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K, dot com. K9Campground.com. When you're going out of town, bring your dog to Canine Campground. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Pendant Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is pen and trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York 
is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature Top It breakfast bar with over 30 different toppings to personalize the most important meal of the day, all complimentary with your stay. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortor on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, when it comes to Friday's shows, we're here from 9 a.m. until whatever so 9 a.m. until until 2.43 is our record. It used to be 1.44. Now it's 2.43 is our record. I'm here with John Newman, and we're back here on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. Every Friday, you can always watch us on video on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. So make sure that you come over and see us there on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. It's every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you, each and every single one of you on MixLR, and we will look forward to talk with you soon. So follow us back on Monday morning as we will go Monday morning quarterback with Syracuse quarterback alum Marvin Graves, and we will do on the Prowl Jacksonville Jaguars coverage and so much more on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. So we're going to we're going to close the broadcast on Mix LR, and we're going to stay here on video. And shout out to my guy, Shamarco Thomas. Love Marco. I have a funny so. story with him. Love Shamarco. Yeah, so um, so big shout out to Shamarco, who, by the way, stuck up for himself with people in the media. There are people in the media. When somebody on social media had said something, I'm going to tell you this really quick because I want you to tell your story. But Shamarco, if you're listening... You know how much I love you. You also know that we still have to jump out of a plane eating Chick-fil-A. So that is something we have to do. It's something we promised each other. But I have nothing but the utmost respect for you. Don't ever let anybody take your shine or take you down. Shamarco is a tremendous success story. And if you don't know, you never know what another person's going through. And you never know the life of another person. And Shamarco has been through so much. He's never complained in front of me. And I have the utmost respect 
for Shamarco. He could be on any team wearing any jersey, be a janitor, be anywhere in the world, and I would follow him. So, Marco, I, I, I owe you a phone call. I appreciate you. And I saw what you put out on social media recently. Don't ever let anybody take your shine. Be the man that you are, the father that you are, the sibling that you are, and know that a lot of people, a lot of people love you and respect you. So to Shamarco Thomas, one of the best guys that I ever met through through what I do in my job. So we got to eat Chick Fil A in style. But we said it, man. We said we were going to eat Chick Fil A and jump out of an airplane. I got to make sure I can hold on to the Polynesian sauce. But you have my word. That uh, that we will we'll do we can do both of them one of them whatever you want to do and much respect to you as always as uh, as we get some messages from Shamarco so you have a Shamarco story yes I do I don't know if he'll John rem- Newman by the way yes I don't know if he'll remember it um, when I was coaching in the Maddie Dale Vikings uh, Pop Warner organization uh, Shamarco and three other uh, Syracuse players came to talk to the kids about you know doing well in school and yeah. taking your academics seriously and uh they all three of them were great Shamarco was great and I, you know I've always been a Steeler fan and this was obviously while he was here at Syracuse and we kind of needed some secondary help cornerback safety but we still do yeah. um and I said to him you know half joking um man I, I hope to steal you know Steelers draft you because we could use you back there, yeah. and sure enough, that's that's who drafted him, and I was pretty excited uh, about it. Yeah, and Shamarco, a, a true example of someone who can overcome anything and everything. And a shout out to Sonny Spira, Sonny Spira, who's also a friend of mine <clears throat> that I met through this wonderful world of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And and Shamarco just said that he remembered. Yeah, that's cool. He remembered coming out yeah. to that. And I tell you, I, I'm not just saying this. You know, I, I was excited. Uh, probably not as excited as you at that day, but yeah. You know, um, you know, it was just uh, you're a great guy and, and a great player, and it was, you know, you say that to someone. Hey, I hope you hope my team gets you, and you know, there's 32 teams. Yeah. And so for it to actually happen was a pretty cool moment. Yeah. So it's awesome. I mean, I, I am so proud to do what I do. I, I'm so thankful to God, seriously, to, to help me do what I do. So, uh, so honored, so proud. Uh, thank you to everybody, uh, Maria, Melissa, Shamarco, Sonny, everybody. It, 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 it's one thing to grow up in Syracuse and to be a sports fan and, and to learn about people and be around people. It's another thing, and Shamarco just said I need to get on the show sometime. Shamarco, you're welcome Every time. I'll call you this weekend and we'll set it up. How about that? So going off of that, though, the Sonny Spears and the Shamarco Thomas and the Nate Trouts and, 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 on, and on and on and on, Daywan Coleman and everybody. I grew up and John Wallace was my favorite, you know, basketball player at, at Syracuse. I was 11 years old or I was 10 years old when they went to the final game in the Houston house. Oh, my God. And all that. And. It was so, it, so amazing and such a such a wonderful story when John Wallace is my favorite player. And all right, Marco. So I'll be calling you this weekend, Shamarco. So you got my word, buddy. We'll be talking and uh, we'll make sure that we get this in. Oh, Sonny said I got to get back to work. So thank you to Sonny and everybody. But the Sonny Spiras and the John Wallace work. Growing up around this and being being a fan. And loving this and keeping all these books and whatnot, 
it meant a lot to me. But now as a, a business owner and a professional, I am now friends with and connected with people in this environment. And, and I, I cannot say how much it means to me to be a fan, want to get an autograph, but then end up having them on my show, having them on the show, which means more than the autograph, and then becoming friends with them, and then turning on a video and not telling any of these former players or current players, whatever, that we're doing this. And I have coaches and players. and the, Like the fact that Shamarco Thomas and Sonny Spira clicked on this and watched this today, and Colin Barber and Nate Trout and, and uh, you know, so on and so forth. Like that to me tells me that there's something I'm doing in the world. I know where you are. Yeah, it's because of John. <laughs> but anytime I'm trying to have a moment, any moment, like I could literally be saying my vows at a wedding and Newman would go, Dan, catfish. And I just start laughing. I'm like, why did you say catfish? And then because I need to know, I'm going to go over to John and be like, why did you say? And then we're going to talk about catfish for a half an hour and go on to something else. And then, and then like the person standing at the altar, I'm like, hold on, babe. Just give me a minute. I'll be there in a minute. But... No, seriously though, to be a li- I'm always going to be a little kid and the little kid inside of me is like, oh my God, you, you're doing what you love and you get to be a broadcaster and you get to meet these people and talk with these people that you wanted to get autographs. You never knew they'd meet, you'd meet them. Then you become friends with them and then they watch the show by themselves from anywhere in the world without being asked to. to it's one thing to have you all on my show. It's another thing for when you're not on my show and not connected, you're not doing an interview that you took time out of your day to come see what I'm doing. Like, I don't, I don't know how, like, I don't know how to say thank you for something like that. Like that to me is like, I always watch you guys. Now you guys are watching me. It's it's the weirdest uh, thing. I don't feel like I deserve it. No, I'll be serious. I know I was joking. I think that's a testament, Dan, to, to your impact, you know, or the impression you leave on other people. I think, in the media, you know, we see what's going on in the media and with politics and the news reports, what they want to, and I don't want to go on a, uh, off on a political tangent, but just, just a little segue, you know. And so when you get someone, and this is my take on it, in the media who who wears their emotions on the sleeves, isn't afraid to, to say how they feel or their personal beliefs, and... Let's others do the same exact thing. Doesn't cut stuff out because it isn't what you know they like. Yeah. Um, it's real. Be re- being real. You know what I mean. I think when someone's being real and lets the person they're involved with be real as well, I think that 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 goes a long way and it it, it makes an impression a good one. Yeah. And I think that I mean I want to speak for all these you know athletes and and celebrities and people um but I, i'm sure that 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 really is is where it comes from you know yeah it's just and thank you for that i mean to me it's it, it's it's just a very fluid re, it's it, it's it is real and anytime i meet somebody new i i always just preface and say hey coach or to a player or something like that and i said hey you know you're well like dave klein you know dave klein and i have over the past few months, like this season, we met each other. We started to build a relationship. We've 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 done a few shows together. But you know, he kind of like he invited me out after the CNS victory, 
and he wanted me to come like celebrate with the coaching staff and be around it. And it was a hard game for me because I love West Jenny and I love CNS. So no matter who lost, I was going to feel bad for them. No matter who won, I was going to be happy for them. So he invited me out and I come home and I said, you know, do you really want me to come out? He's like, yeah, absolutely. So I came out and I just hung out with Barry Mello. I had a lot of fun. And Coach Klein kind of looked at me like, you know, this is a time for us. You know, this is a time just like we, I invited you out, like out of the goodness of my heart. Like this isn't an, like, an, he didn't say any of this, but he said it like the way he looked at me. Like this is not an interview. And I looked at him and I said, coach, you need to know this about me. I am not your typical media person. I deeply care about people I interact with. And I know that this moment that we're having is a genuine moment that you invited me out here and you never have to worry about me. You know, I said, this is one of those things like, I will remember this more than any interview that we ever did is that you asked me to be here. And I said, you will learn very quickly that there is the 99.9% of the media and then there's the 0.1%ers. And the 0.1%ers, which I consider myself a proud card-carrying member to be, are the ones that care about you and they care about you more than the story. They tell the truth every time. They don't have to remember what they said because they're always speaking honestly. And like... I can't tell you how many of these guys that, you know, these men and women that have that have played or playing now, whatever, that I could legitimately call them up and say, you want to come to my house for dinner? And they would say yes. Like that, I, I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm trying to do, but I cannot tell you how much I love each and every single one of you because you took the kid in me that believed that he could do something impossible and I'm 33 years old and I barely scratched the surface. And if I died today, I've done things that, that were impossible. And I give God all that credit. I take a very tiny amount of that um, for my hard work. I'll take 1% of, of 150,000%. And, and I'm just thankful for it. But, but this is, it's just... I, I, I've gotten to do so many things and I'm like, oh my God, that surprised me. Over a thousand people on the show. Oh my, I can't believe that. Or I'm friends with John Wallace. I can't believe that. I'm friends with Dale Shackler. Rob Drummond and I are like brothers and I've known him for almost a decade and I would, I would, I would die for the guy. I'd take a bullet for the guy. And I know all that stuff. So yeah, so Jordan is here. So whenever you go get him, but it's just, it's just that reality of want me to get him or tell him yeah to come no up? yeah you could tell him to come down to the studio but like you know to i don't know it's just something about it that just makes me feel welcomed and loved and appreciated and honored and and i i i just don't i don't know how to thank you all i really don't i don't know how to i don't know how to thank you all for what you're doing Contarius womack i mean this is another guy that just joined i mean Contarius. I covered him being recruited. I covered him coming to Syracuse. I have the utmost respect for Kentarius. And I love each and every one of them. I really, really do. So Kentarius, I know we haven't spoken in a little while, but I love you too. And I love your story and I love who you are. So, you know, there's a lot to be said about what, uh, what each of you have brought to my life and differently personalities, but commonly uh, respect, love, appreciation, comedy fun and yeah i if if the first 33 years of my life were any indication of the next 33 and then the next 33 after that i uh 
if you took everything that I have and you cut it into a 16th, I would have still lived a full life up to this point. So it's people like you. It's people like Jordan. It's I don't know how to say it enough. And Nate Trout's back. I don't know how to say it enough. Like, I... I'm living dreams I didn't even know I had. You're not done yet. Yeah, you're, you're making a speech like it's over. I'm li- yeah, but that's like, but that, you know what I mean. That's like you got I, some lifetime right. achievement right. or. But that's what I love is that at 33 years old, I feel like I have I have I have done what some people do in a lifetime. Which, if you know me, as you do, anybody that says to me, "Oh my gosh, Dan, I'm so proud of you. You did this. You did that. You did the other thing." I'm not even started. I have not even blown a fleck of dust. Off of the corner of the beginning of my life. I want to do movies. I want to sing. I want to screenwrite. I want to do more with sports. I want to have my own network. There's so many things I want to do. And I'm going to do them. Unless God says no, they're getting done. And if there's extra stuff he wants to add in, I'm going to do those too. But this one show, which was the Dan Tortora show, became a company out of thin air, became... Superpower Pop and Wake Up Call, then Wake Up Calls five days a week, and then we're on site, and then we're doing trivia, and then we're doing game show night, and then Dan on Disney, and this, this, I don't have, I I don't have sufficient words to say that every morning when I wake up, I cannot wait to attack this world in the best of ways with the best of purposes, and it's people like John that remind me every day why the hell I get up in the morning, so thank you for that. Wow, that one. That's big. Well, it's true, though. No, because people it. like you that cross paths with people like me, you're... Okay, put it to you like this, and I mean this wholeheartedly. I'm happy I saw you now, and I know I'll see you in heaven. Yeah, well, hopefully. No, you will. Yeah. I know, but it's like somebody like you is like... It's well, like let's, that take thing, our, let's take our time. This, no, I too. have no desire to go any time. But I'm saying, <laughs> you're the type of person that I'll see up in heaven. Look at this guy walking in here, all decked out... Oh, looking good, Mr. De- Suave Devonair, Mr. Mr. Jordan Newman, Mr. Mr. Post Malone, sitting in here with the studio, like got the flannel on. So you're actually dressed up today. I know. You, you I, did more today than you've done for like every show. I usually just wear a hoodie and stuff. Man. You normally so. wear a shirt that has nothing on it, and look like you just got out of bed. Yeah. I, how, are, how are you, brother? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Man? I didn't do my hair enough, and I, I I woke up late actually, so I had to fly to school. But how was school? Not bad. It's school. So. It's school. Yeah. yeah. It's all basic classes. What, what were your classes today? Um, I had English to start. Yeah. Then I had vocational and like job, looking for like a job, and then uh, psych. And psych. Yeah. So what was voc- how's vocation? You said vocation, like looking for a job and stuff. Yeah. What we, do they do with that? Um, right now we're learning about like, uh, what's it called, resumes and like cover letters. But like we go over kind of like narrowing down what we want to do and stuff like that. So like I have to, I'm down to like two things. What are the two? Uh, owning like a restaurant, or being like a sports broadcaster. You should probably go for a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we like to eat. So yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Then I can yeah. sponsor the show. So That's very true. That, that would be the place you can do all your shows and stuff. I like be. where your head's at. I mean, I got to buy like a place and find people to cook and make a restaurant first. Oh, and there's another little thing. Well, it costs a lot of money. money. Yeah. Yeah, get money to do it. I got to find, I gotta find uh, <laughs> uh, like a donor. Uh, it's a very small thing. It's yeah. My buddy's actually opening a restaurant. I'm very proud of him. 
Joey Joey Khalil is opening a restaurant I can walk to. So there's there's my house, then there's a basketball court, which I need to be on every week, and I don't know why I'm not. And then if I walk by that, I literally don't even have to cross the street, any major highway, nothing. I can walk from my house to his new restaurant, which is going to be Home Team Pub. Are they going to do lunch? Yeah, they'll have lunch. We might have a new lunch place. Yeah, because we could literally leave here and just go right over there and get our steps in if we need to. So on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, we're going to finish off this show. We'll, we'll talk with you on Monday on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Keep watching us on video, facebook.com backslash livenowdt. I want to thank Dino Babers. I want to thank Bobby Petrino, Jordan, John. I want to thank Tony of the Canteen. I want to thank Carvel for the annoying moment of the week. We're going to stay on video, but for those of you on MixLR, we will catch you next week.